a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Blog Talk Radio. The cross the crucifixion, the law. 
took for sinning Or Issa's back in scripture That it was written That nothing is coincidence They took our leaders and they lynched them to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. And tonight we have Tuck Most, also known as Thomas. And he's going to be looking at uh, are we superhuman? And is it time for us to make it our reality? Thomas, Tuck Most, are you there? Yes, Beth, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How you been this week, Beth? Good, good. How are you holding out with this germ I'm warfare good. we involved in? Okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, still home from work. You know, so you know, until it's over, bad, I guess. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't really checked out too much of what's going on, but I see Trump wants to get rid of the the WHO now. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a good thing. Get rid of Falky and um, the chick with the scarf. Um, right. Like a, uh, when I look at her, I get a bad vibe. Like, she drinks blood. Right. Um, yeah. I got that. You do. When I, yeah. when I had, I used to work at uh, Rockefeller Center, and I would see that dude, Conan O'Brien. And every day I would see, he was, I said, yo, I would tell everybody, yo, he drinks blood, yo, look at him, like, he, mm. he looked like a blood drinker, like, he's a vampire or something. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah it, I think that's, that's why she got that scarf to block the sun, you know what I'm saying? But, ah. um, yeah, yeah, there's some crazy she stuff going on, I don't know. Yes, she got a darkness about her, and uh, little Anthony do, too. I don't know if he a blood yeah. sucker, but he got a darkness about him too. He got that Catholic look to him. He mm. looked like he a um Fauci. He probably a I don't know if he's a Jew or if he's an Italian. He looked yeah, Italian. I, I think the, I I think I heard he was a Jew. I'm not sure though. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at him because I've never seen these people until this whole thing happened, and mm-hmm. um I don't see how. They don't want to blame China for some of this. I mean, they knew they was passing this on. Now, I saw it in the paper, Bev, where they, they said that here in New York, the doggone tiger at the zoo had the doggone coronavirus. I said, how the heck did tiger catch it? And they said he caught it from the zookeeper. And I'm like, man, this is some crazy stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. I then I turned around. But- mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going somewhere else. Go ahead. No, I, me too. I was. Uh, I heard that you know they brought that big old ship there, and it's supposed to be all these thousands of people supposed to be you know on the ship, and they only had a hundred people. 
Oh yeah, because anybody um Ramon sent me a letter and I exactly what we said on the show. Anyone this was from the C D C anyone with mm-hmm. any other ailment who dies, we're gonna call it coronavirus. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. So you drop your loved one off at the hospital. They was dropping them off for diabetes and stuff with blood pressure. Well, that's why they right. made those things as things. And then uh, all of a sudden you drop them off and you go to pick them up. And, you know, like you, you get to the door, oh, you can't come in here with them. Just leave them with us. And then right. they get up in the hospital. And you get home and they say, oh, your your loved one died. They they died from coronavirus. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, I brought them there because they, they fell and broke their leg. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Arms. And that's what I, that's not what happened. And well, let me see the body. Oh, you can't see the body. You know, these bodies are being burnt. They're virus. You see, no right. autopsy. Oh, we already did the autopsy. We know what we're talking about. We're at the hospital. It's over. Right. You're done. You ain't gonna ever see that person ever again. It's, you know, and that's a that's the that, story. So that's devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, you drop somebody yeah. off, and they just and they just take them. You know, you have no say so. Who is to say that they really died? I mean, you know, they was they didn't kill them. You know, I mean, because I believe all of this is going on. This is not real deal. This is planned. This is some diabolical stuff that's going on. Yeah, who's to say they're not taking the organs? You see, that's what they're doing. Taking the, you know, taking the organs out. You know, harvesting those parts and getting rid of the body. You know. Because when I worked at the hospital, man, that was the first thing they came and took out, man. Once you, that was it. Like, heart, lungs, it was coming out, man. And I used to have to clean it up afterwards. Like, God damn. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tiger, I watched this show called The Tiger King on Netflix. (laughs) I heard about it. (laughs) Man. Oh, my God. Man, oh man, I'm just so glad I'm not white. That's all I can say, boy. Because these people are <laughs> man. This dude, he done plotted to have a lady killed. I mean, this dude, man, this is all over raising some tigers, man. It's right. Totally and, it, and one of the ladies I heard fed a husband to the tiger. He was a millionaire, or something. He didn't. She if he died, she didn't get nothing. I mean, this I ain't looked at it. It's just me hearing about it. And did you hear the reporter ask uh, Trump if he would uh, pardon the guy? The guy trying to get Trump to pardon him. Oh no! What what happened? What he said? And Trump was like, he ain't know nothing about it. You know, he ain't know who the guy was. And he said he'll look into it. He asked him what was he in there for. He he got twenty two years for uh, <laughs> having a, a killing a, a animal rights person or something. Yeah, yeah. He didn't kill her. He he. Had and they set him up. They set uh-huh. him up, man. Yeah, That's they set they him said. up, man. And gave him a hitman and everything. They they taped everything. The dude never went to do it. Like you know, say, but it was they was mm-hmm. pl- using that as to hold over him to to take his his um his tigers and stuff away from him and stuff. And so he could have. I think he did plot to do it, but he was he was 
such a joke, you wouldn't take it serious. Like, I went that, he had whole videos. I went that bitch dead. I want her dead today. You know, like, it was just a joke. And, and, and he went and ran for governor of Oklahoma. So, Mel, man, you lucky this dude didn't win, brother. But uh, he came in third place, too. Like, unbelievable. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, hilarious. And I got a chance to watch um, Black Mirror, Bev, where okay. this is the episode Robert X talked about uh, where it was two brothers who were perfectly straight, and the video game made them gay. And I was totally yeah, blown I away. That. I saw that. Totally yeah. blown away. And it, it was sort of like, man, like, you know, like I could, I could see, I can't see it happening, but I can see the technology. You know how they showing where it could go, but um, mm-hmm. then I turned around and watched Minority Report, and that that also I didn't see that in years, so it's like I'm, I'm watching mm-hmm. it with fresh eyes now, and it's like man, right. this is, you know, and I'm putting those two things together, like, because they were showing a lot of stuff, a lot of technology in Minority Report that's out right now. That movie was old. Yeah. Um, but, I know. yeah, so that that was crazy. Um, um, but other than that, though, Bev, I didn't see nothing this week. I didn't even turn on. I didn't want to come on this week and talk about coronavirus again or 5G again. I said, let's try to do something different. Um. But what I will say is um, I've been, you know, doing this consciousness for about 11 years. And right. I'm still wet behind the ears. I'm still wet right. behind the ears. But I, I remember that I, <laughs> I remember that I bought this book called Illuminati 666, The New World Order, The Seven-Day okay. Theory. And I bought this book around the time when Tupac died because he had an album called The Seven Day Theory. So I said, oh, this book says The Seven Day Theory. So that's why I got into it. And then it kind of broke down the whole Freemasons and a lot of the symbolism on the money and the plot for the one world government. So it was kind of like my introduction into that sphere. And I said, man, this won't happen in my lifetime. Yeah. Man, just laid out all their <laughs> goals, their agendas, everything. And I said, nah, they could never let this will never happen in America without massive resistance. And then we fast forward to twenty twenty And I'm like, Damn, yeah, man, where's, <laughs> where's the big bad yeah. white nationalists? Where's the Nazis? Where the Klansmen? They ain't fighting back. You know, they at home playing Fortnite. You know, they certainly yeah. not step into the small hats and the curly side heads. You know, they not step into those people. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who's behind all this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, how you missing them? Y'all, then y'all used to put them in frying pans and stuff. Y'all ain't doing nothing to them now. So it's, um, I must say, the people who listen to The Truth to Power, Brother Eddie, Dry Bones, Dr. X, and others, um, those are people who are, are like us all questioning this whole thing, regardless of what angle we come from. We realize that probably we the chosen people because we see right through this simulation. You know, they got mm-hmm. us trying to get us vibrating low, but we we seeing right through what they doing. And it's like, man, I'm in the supermarket. I'm the only person without a doggone mask on. I'm like, 
these people serious? Like, you know, like um, six feet apart and I'm waiting outside 30 minutes to get in the supermarket. Like, you know, like this is, man. Um, So the whole thing, Bev, is starting to unravel, starting to fall apart right before their face. And right now they're looking for some scapegoats. Yeah. They're looking for a way out. Okay. The, this play never fails uh, when they're looking for a scapegoat. Now the outbreaks don't went from Seattle and Tacoma to Detroit and New Orleans. Yeah. So you can see who the scapegoats is gonna be. Right. So the fake mainstream. Mhm. The fake news, mainstream media. Needs a way out. They already got busted trying to say Trump had collusion with Russia. Never happened. Then they got busted with their fake impeachment. Never happened. All blew up right in their face. Could you imagine what would happen if everyone found out that this was the flu and bronchitis and just some regular stuff killing people? Like, could you imagine? Like, they'll be done. It'll be over for them. So they have to shift the attention now to us. Okay, so now it's in Detroit, New Orleans, Baltimore, Brooklyn, Chicago, Atlanta. Whole stories about the flip around. Those niggas wasn't doing quarantine. They wasn't practicing social distancing. You saw them out playing basketball. You know, it's going to flip on us because, um, of course, who has the most ailments in America? Who dies the most? You know, it's going to be us. Um, and Bev, that's why I think they keep focusing on asthma, diabetes, and hypertension. Three mm-hmm. things that black people have the most of, more so than whites, right? It's, it, and that's what we go to the hospital for more than anything. Heart disease, a heart attack, you know, diabetic, um, you, you know, you didn't get your sugar, your insulin. These are the things people are going to the hospital for that, ironically, are coming up with the coronavirus, right? So um, that's all I wanted to say about that this week, unless someone calls in with it, you know. Uh, but the good thing about all this, and um, we stepped into a new economy, and this mm-hmm. isn't that bad, okay? It's going to look bad for a while. But in this new economy, we did shows that on the gig economy, on the future economies, you're going to create your own jobs now. You know, your criminal mm-hmm. record don't matter no more. Whether you could pass a drug test don't matter. Whether you got a high school diploma, college degree don't matter. Okay, can you complete this task? You're on the Internet? Yes, I can. Check, check, check yes. You take the job, you go do it, you get paid. Simple as right. that. All of the things that kept us, held us back for years in this new economy, the old jobs are going to be gone, but the creation of your own job is where we're at. And um, yeah. it's time for us, us to start maybe developing some skills, carpentry, locksmithing, things like that, where you can do things with your hands to make money for yourself because all of the technical precision jobs will be done by machines. That's why we had 6 million people file for unemployment this week, 3 million last week. Two weeks they had almost 10 million people apply for unemployment and the stock market's been skyrocketing because those jobs don't exist anymore. They're not going to exist in a new economy. We're at that point. 
And I'm not going to go with the loom and gloom, there, so I'm going to leave it there. You know. <laughs> oh, Looking at some of this uh, occultic stuff, you know, looking mm-hmm. into some of these psychic abilities that the ancestors once had, and um, I'm in the mindset that it's our time. Um, the universe is opening up to us right now, um, and you know, some of these abilities we'll be able to start possessing again as we move into. You know, further into this spatial journey that we on, and um, you know, I thought this would be a a good segue instead of you know coming in with um, all the stuff that we all see going on on the TV to get our minds off of that and start using our brains to you know concept other things. And plus, you're a lot better at this occult stuff than me. So some of this stuff was first time I was I ever heard of this stuff. Like, what people can do this? Like, you know, so I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to start getting on with it. Um, but um, if we're ready, I can get into it unless you have a caller this early. No, everybody just listening. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, I was looking at this thing. It's called apportation, A-P-P-O-R-T-A-T-I-O-N, apportation. And, um... This is from a cult world. An airport is an object that appears in the presence of a medium or in a spiritual adept as though it has been formed out of thin air or has passed through solid matter. This paranormal transportation is known as a teleportation. The word airport comes from the French word apporter, meaning to bring. An airport once were summoned phenomenon of spiritual seances with mediums producing flowers, perfumes, eye objects said to be gifts from the spiritual presence. Other airports have been included vases, books, dishes, dishes of candy were moved about on the seance table while others were sitting around it. Uh, they were able to produce live birds, live animals, sea life, including lions, tigers, hawks, buzzards, eels, lobsters. Some mediums were found to hide a port in their person before the seance, and that's some of the ones that did it fake. Um, but we're talking about the real thing. Um, an airport, um, be able to produce something out of thin air. Um, and this is something that, you know, <clears throat> being that I'm not a uh, really uh, a practitioner of occult sciences that much. You know, I have a few books on it, but it's never been something that I have um, put a lot of time into. Um, this kind of makes me think in my brain, ooh, that's a 3D printer. You know what I'm saying? It's going to make something out of thin air, you know, but um, that, you know, uh, but have you heard of an app? Have you ever seen this happen before, Beth? Apportation? Well, uh, no, I've been in quite a few seances, but I have not seen anything that, uh, well, uh, one, not no animals or nothing like that, but one seance that I was in, uh, it was a portal that opened up in the room that we were uh, in, 
and uh, it just it was it was like just like a, a little light, like somebody shines a, a little flashlight or something down, and it was just it disappeared. Now that's the only thing that I seen visually, but it used to be uh, we a lot of us used to meet once a month, and uh, we would have our seance. And we will say what we, you know, what we experience. And then um, now I did have one of my children used to be in the seance when they were little, and they used to could tell us what spirits were standing. Hello? Can you hear me? Beth? Oh, yeah, that, that's my phone. I haven't seen any animals in oh, okay. I just saw that porter. I saw the porter on that open. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, to develop this type of ability, what would one need to do? Like, uh, is there a way that you can enhance your spirituality to get this, like, because it seems like, um, I remember when I was young and my aunt had bought this game called Vizi Board. And, you know, we all put our hands on it. Now, I'm thinking this thing is moving by itself. I, I, I don't know to this day whether she moved it or not, but it was like um, she was asking, like, um, what are your initials? What, say, asking what's your initials, and it moved the key, and that's like, oh, that, that is my initials. And, you know, it, she was asking questions now. She, of course, knew the answers, and I was doing it with her. But is that similar? Right. Similar to what? I, I, um, to like, what, um, what the Reezy board was doing was, you know, we're electrical, so the Reezy board was picking up your that your energy. Mm. Okay, I got you. And your energy was moving it. You wasn't touching it, but just like electrical, you know how you can see the sparks coming from, you know how you see when you touch something and you see them sparks? That's your electric mm-hmm. energy. So it was picking up your energy. Your energy was moving it. Got you, got you, got you. I think that that's but, happening but, in that. Uh huh. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was saying. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Finish your thought. No, no, you go, you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut up. You go. No. Well, I was just gonna say the magic is really in your thoughts. That's that's. That's the magic. That's how you manifest. Gotcha. I think that wasn't there a constant, like, electrical spark going on in that episode of Black Mirror? Like, I'm going to have to go back, but it seemed like she touched him and it was a spark. But, yeah, I get that every now and then when I, I you know, usually when I'm, if I touch my doorknob and I get a spark, mm-hmm. I don't even... I don't even finish going in the house. I go take a walk because I know <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I'm going to be walking into something. So I'm like, okay, let's no, take another. No, you're walking in your energy. That's your energy. Oh, no, I know from experience when I get that spark, I come into oh, uh, a bad in. attitude. Uh-huh. So I, I, oh, let me let me, oh. let me take another 20-minute uh-huh. walk. <laughs> Maybe when I come back, you know, the energy changed, but definitely. So that was um, apportation. And once again, like, this is things that the 
the ancestors used to do. This was the technology before technology, mm-hmm. you know. Um, right. Like I said, the, the 3D printer will make something out of thin air. Well, this was actually done before. And, um, you know, um, let me go into astral projection. Um, mm-hmm. Now, to me, Bev, astral and ethereal sound kind of similar, you know, ethereal and astral, you know. Um, but this is from the University of Metaphysics Scientists. Sciences. Okay. The, um, this is where this... And astral projection is what happens when <clears throat> you have an out-of-body experience. This happens when consciousness allows itself to travel outside their physical body into other dimensions, primarily, particularly the astral planes. The astral planes are the closest definition dimension to earth plane. Excuse me. The astral plane is the closest dimension to earth plane. It has both pleasant and unpleasant energies. It's very dualistic. Some spirits are some spirits get trapped in the astral plane without realizing that they can move on to higher dimensions with duality. The, there are people who have astral projections, often with regularity. It's the leading. It's like leading a double life. You can have a life and friends on earth and also in the asterial worlds. Spiritual realms are highly populated and make friends and acquaintances there just the same way you do on earth. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second because, and I swear, I still have this person. Like, I, I don't know. I, since I was a little kid, my mother said I would always be talking to this person. And, I, you know, I'm not going to go through the name and everything. But, you know, like, that's always my go-to. Like, when things is going bad, like, yo, bro, what would you do right now? And I always get an answer. Not always the best answer. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, I blame things on that person that I do. But I'm just saying, you know. But, um, yeah, so you can revisit places the interest in sanctuary if you choose to. The astral world is far more liquid and non-static than the earth plane where you can, where everything is quite malleable and easy to change. The astral world can also walk through walls. You can fly, experience multiple streams of consciousness, have a peak of spiritual experiences. However, you must be in control of your emotions and thoughts and be able to choose what you want and your experiences to be. Okay, um, now that was astral projection. I know that you, as far as I know, um, <clears throat> uh, you reached the astral plane through, I believe, uh, meditation. And uh, once you've mastered meditation and you drift off somewhere else while you're meditating, um, you know, that's as far as I know about it because I've, Mm-hmm. My, my medit you know, I'm not a meditator. Um, I've tried. Um, I'm, I got to get better at it. But um, when I see this, like, going into other worlds, it, this brought my mind to, oh, this is virtual reality. You know, this is what they at least what they're trying yeah. to capture in this reality is virtual reality yeah. where you're able to go to another world and um, experience things like you're in this world 
uh, it was a scene in Minority Report where, you know, um, all these people go and they pay to be uploaded into a machine, I guess, where they get, I guess you could have sex or whatever, you know, but it's not with a real person, of course, with a simulation. And when the cops opened one, it was just a bunch of people standing behind the guy saying, you're the man. Oh, you're good today. You're looking great today. Like he needed that encouragement, and people would mm-hmm. actually pay. You know, the uh, I could see Donald Trump. Man, he would love that right there. Oh, you the man, Don. You know, you're doing a great job. <laughs> no one would have did. He would love that right there. But um, that was astral projection. Um, once again, I don't know anyone who has, but um, uh, I've seen um a bunch of videos on YouTube with these people they call yogis. Yogis, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and um, they 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 give you like these words of wisdom, and you know which I like. You know I like to listen to that and kind of pick up on what they say. You know, but um, a lot of them claim to be able to astral project, and that's why they're able to bring back some of these answers from the other worlds. Um, but did you have anything to say about that one, Beth? Before I moved on. Yeah, you know, um, you can astro project. Uh, you know, I, I like I'm like a, a, a scientist. I like to experiment on things. Now, I'm not. I don't know all the terminology of the do, but I like to just experiment. So, when I astro project, uh, I went and sat on the garage. The first time I did it, I went and sat on top on top of the roof of a garage down the street from me and this dog started barking like crazy and he was in the in the uh, yard that I was sitting on and I came you know I just was like oh okay that worked you know and and, and that was my experience I've had other experience but yeah that's definitely possible And when, you, I left, wow. and when I left, he quit. When I left, he quit barking. Got you. You know, I have these dreams sometimes, and it's like I swear it's a real dream until I wake up. And when I wake up, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it wasn't a dream. And right away, right. I try to think of the dream, and I just can't remember it. It's like. Damn, it just happened. Like, you know, what what was it? You know, because you know, I was into it. You know, I was kind of mad. I woke up. Like, damn it, shit, I was just about to go down. Yeah, I think we and all I woke up. That. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I was actually projecting and not knowing. And you do, you do that when you go to sleep at night. You definitely do. That's why a lot of people have a dream journal. You know, have a little notepad by your nightstand and. When you first wake up, just write down what you what you can remember before it go away. And usually, if you try to figure it out, uh, and, you know you can't figure it out. Just write it down. A lot of times, just do it for maybe about three, four weeks. Then go back and pick your journal up, and you would be surprised what you didn't wrote down. Yeah, I remember I was having bad dreams. When I was young. I had, and I went to stay at my grandmother's house and. My grandmother was a tough cookie, you know. This is my, my father's mother. And, um, you know, when I stayed at her house, I had to sleep in the bed with her. 
You could not put your leg out from outside the covers, the sheets, because um, so I feel a draft. You know, you was getting it if you felt the draft. So, but either way, I remember I had this bad dream while I was there, and this was some real stuff. I mean, like she, she was never very patient with me. Oh, just hold on one second. Okay, I'm back. Um, she was never very patient. Like, you know, she was she was a, a old southern woman. And um she um she told me what you do when you have a bad dream is you go back and you change the bad parts now when you go back to sleep. And I remember going back to sleep and every part of that bad dream I changed back to you know what I'm saying how you know what I'm saying like you know okay I uh, I'm gonna be I'm a, I'm I'm able to fly now I mean I got a gun now you know like it, and I remember telling my my one of my kids the same thing when they had a bad dream and they said dad that actually worked you know I went back and I was able to you know change things I and mean, you know I think sometimes in our dream world we thinking it's real we don't realize that we in control of this world here you know like we can control this one but. Very interesting. Very interesting. And um, just like he did it in the dream, you could do that in the real world, and with so-called real world, this dimension we're in now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Another aspect of astral projection, they call it mental projection. Mental projection is supposed for experience from conscious spirit, intellect, intelligence pro- projection from emotional ethereal plane to the mental plane. Adepts say they are able to project project first the emotion of the ethereal plane, then onward to the mental plane by completing calming their emotion process and withdrawing from their emotional senses. Um and I was thinking, you know, that that's kinda like when you have that bad dream and you go back to it and you change things because now you're not in, an, in the emotional state you were in when it happened, you know, you were able to mentally change things, project a different image there. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it says beyond the planes of the mental are, are accessible through use of gold cords. Uh, and I was thinking maybe this is why they say take the liquid gold, uh, the monatomic gold, to remember your dreams. According to many esoteric philosophers, when projecting in the higher planes, one has no humanoid shape. It's just a lotus or egg-shaped uric body of consciousness. And I said, wow, that's interesting there as well. Um you know, that gold cord, you know, I don't think they mean a physical cord. I'm thinking they mean, you know, maybe, um, you know, like like I was saying, taking some gold liquid or some monatomic gold or something like that. Um, but, um, oh, what's up, Brother Rashawn? What's good, man? Brother Rashawn just called in on my line. Yes, sir. Hey, Rashawn. Everyone else, speech fan. Uh, I just want to, real quick, that cord would be, just like the umbilical cord. You know what I mean? On the physical realm, you have the same cord on the spiritual plane. That That's is true. also called a tether. Yeah. So that would be like the cord you're speaking of. You know? So when you actually project 
you're still tethered to your physical body. That's what brings you back. You know, it's that astral umbilical cord or a tether or silver. Uh, I would always hold it as a silver cord, but it could be gold as well. You know, that's all. Now, I've never seen it. As I asked her, to, I've never seen a cord, so it might be invisible. I, mean, I don't think you, you, you never don't seen see it. it, but it's there. Oh, okay. it, it, it's what anchors okay. you to your physical body. That's how you can come back. You're still attached to that cord, you know. Okay. Uh, the cord not being there, I think, would be significant mm-hmm. to, or equivalent to death. You know, when you really leave your physical body, that cord is no longer there. But as long as you're alive and you're still on a physical plane, you know, uh, you yeah. can have that, that, that call. Yeah. It says here, like astral projection, mental projection is performed during sleep, between lives, during meditation and contemplation, or through psychic separation of the mental body from the emotional astral body via a silver cord. Planes beyond the mental are accessible through use of the gold cord. According to many esoteric philosophers, when projecting these higher planes, one is has no humanoid shape, just a lotus or egg-shaped auroric body of consciousness. So they did mention those, the silver cord there. I, sk- I somehow skipped over that part. But uh, I've heard that like there's no silver lining. You know, nothing anchoring you here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, uh, I don't know if that kind of um, fits into that silver cord thing. But, um, man, I need to get my, um, raise my, my um, meditation game up here. I need to get a book on meditation so I can do some of these things. Because um, I think I can. But that's what um, time it is. That's what we got to do now. We, we, we under attack. We don't need to fight with bullets and stuff like that. This is how mm-hmm. this is what we good at. And that and that was what I was looking for, Beth, because I was putting in ancient superpowers and what it brought me to. And I got ancient superpowers. I wasn't even going to touch on those tonight. I was just going to do the psychic ability. This is all done with the mind, you know. And um, you know, we keep saying that, you know. Um, I talk about the computers, and but the mind is actually, you know, way more complicated than uh, any computer. In fact, they just did a study with the world's strongest supercomputer, which is in China now, of all places. And uh, what it what it's able to do is only thirty percent of what your brain can do. You know, the other seventy percent. They're trying to figure out, they're trying to make a computer that operates exactly like a brain. Not even the quantum computer computer does, but it's the closest thing to it. Um, but, um, yeah, so they're trying to build a, a, neuron, a neuronic computer where it, it kind of has neurons that connect all these different computers together. Just to, I mean, it's going to be billions, if not trillions of computers they're trying to link together just to do what one human brain can do. Um, this is another thing, and this one, um, you know, sometimes I do this, you know, and I, I, I don't, you know, not the way they're saying, but in my own way, it's called psychography, psych, psychography, P S Y C H O G, 
R-A-P-H-Y, also called automatic writing. According to, this is according to Occult Lectures, which is Brother Panic's website, um, when he talks about automatic writings. Writings produced when a person goes into an altered state. A spirit entity takes over them, and the person right writing arm and hand communicates through them. Um, automatic writing is a form of mediumship, spirit contact, in which an uh, individual allows an outside force or entity to take, to take control of their motor functions, usually their hand or arm, and write messages reputedly from either spirit being or from an individual's own higher consciousness. Uh, and um, sometimes, man, I just start writing stuff, you know what I'm saying? Or sometimes I just sit down and start drawing a picture. They didn't even think I was trying to draw a picture. You know, I was just bored. And I'm not even thinking. I'm thinking about something else, but I'm just, and when I'm done, it's a whole face or a body or, you know what I'm saying, something like, oh, shoot, I did that. Like, you know, and, and that happens to me quite often. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you guys also um, get that process, but, I, man, I used to, um, <clears throat> used to write. In fact, when I was in high school, I won the um, state writing contest three straight years, right? You know, not to brag mm-hmm. or anything, I'm just saying. No, uh, it was an essay that. writing contest. And, um, I, you know, so I, and a lot of times, man, I would be stuck. Like, you know, what am I going to write about? You know what I'm saying? And I would just start writing. You know what I'm saying? And it, you know, as it's coming together, other things, it, it's just turns out to be a story, you know what I'm saying, and just needs some editing, and that's it. You know, like, uh, I don't know if that qualifies, because what they were showing was like someone possessed, and, you know, their head just moving, and the pen just moving on the paper, and they're not even looking down. I, I'm not possessed. I'm just daydreaming, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know if you, you experienced that too, Bev, or, or Bashan. Yeah. Yeah, you're not possessed like they trying to make it sound like the way you doing it is how it's done. If that's how it was happen. Yeah, indeed. I uh I've experienced that quite a few times myself, you know, uh writing them bars, you know, just I I I don't in my younger years and you try to sit down and come up with a rhyme and pen it and it's like that was never it, it, that was never me at my best, but when I just naturally just, you know, go about my business, go on the flow of life and then that rhythm or like they, you know, like they say, the, the spirit just hit you or hit me, you know, like, yeah, it's time. And I would just sit and just let my hand go, you know, just kind of get into a rhythm, play that, play that beat and just kind of, you know, let the hand go. And it would end up just writing something that's like, okay, how did I come up with this? You know? But it's also connected to what, the same thing we see. I'm sorry, go ahead, Beth. No, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Finish it. No, I'm just going to say, uh, just like, once again, movies, television, we see the same thing. You know, someone gets possessed, quote, unquote, or a higher power. They're like, oh, you know, somebody get locked up in a cell, and all of a sudden he got all this writing all over the wall. Don't know how it happened. You know, it's the same thing. It's just a higher self speaking through, you know, your vessel. Yeah, you say that until you 
So you got to clean that stuff they wrote on the wall in the cell, brother. That's a whole other story. Too. You can just imagine what they wrote it with. They, they ain't got nothing else. So, <laughs> so what, oh, what you yeah, can do is, remember when you was in school and you used to write stuff in the bathroom? You could say, well, I didn't do that. The spirit did that, came through me and did that. Especially if what you vote is not necessarily in English, you know, or or, or, or any <laughs> recognizable characters, you know. So mm-hmm. what, what, what's that? But I, I, I know there's school. a lot of. Uh, well, I did too. I know there's um, a lot of writers experience that. And usually, a lot of times, if you some about water, water is like a conductor. So a lot of the writers, you know, you get you a glass of water and set it right there while you're sitting down writing, and it seems like it helps bring that spirit energy through uh, more or faster or clearer. I always say it's kind of like listen to a good car, but then without the amplifier. But then when you set that water there while you're writing, drawing, uh, working, I like to keep my water around me when I'm working. And then it's like putting that good car into the amplifier. It's the whole, it just amplifies everything, and that's how I feel uh-huh. like that water did. I've wow. seen that. I never, never knew why. Yeah. Well, now I was thinking you would put the water there just in case the spirit is thirsty, you know what I'm saying? And no, you so, are the spirit. You know. Yeah, wow. It's, okay. it's like an amplifier. And set it by the bed. Sometimes people put a, a glass of water by the bed. Some people put a bowl of water up under the bed. But it's just, it's, to me, it's just maybe it's like a gateway or something, but it just seems like you can remember your dreams more better or more clearer. I always wanted a water bed too, man. My mother was like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> my wife was like, absolutely not. Plus, you know, <laughs> you cleaning it, you know. Right. But uh, the next one on my list here is called Divination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got this from Occult World. Divination is the practice of determining the hidden significance or cause of events. Sometimes foretelling the future by various natural, psychological, and other techniques. Divination is the attempt to gain insight into a question or situation by way of a cult, standardized process of ritual. Used in various forms throughout history, diviners ascertain their interpretations of how to current should proceed by reading signs, events, and omens and through alleged context with the supernatural agency. In context of ancient Rome, culture, and belief, divination was the concern with the discovering of the will of the gods, and they would say the, that was God's will and things like that. Um, and when I went through this um, this definition, it was, you know, I had to find tell because I think that the Catholics have um, have a lock on this divination word somehow. Um, so I had to take all of their religious um, beliefs out of it. But um, what, what this sounds to me like it's metaphysics. 
uh, when you are trying to decode what's going to happen, you know, using uh, the sciences of, you know, the the foresights of, of the sciences. Um, even, you know, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know, um, you know, how true that is, but it's like a, 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 we do divination every week, you know, like in some form of fashion, you know, um, you know, but that that was divination. Y'all had anything to add on that one, or? Yeah. Well, that's what I do because I use tarot cards, and and that's a form of that. And to me, tarot cards are like portals. And so when I'm doing my readings, I look at the tarot cards. I might get a message from the tarot card. Then I look at another one. I get another message. Then I go into the spirit, listen to what the spirits say. Then I look down at the tarot card, and it tells me something else. And so that's a form of divination. Using the, they like tools, but they like portals to me. They give you information. Now I could, I could read you, and I could use the same tarot card and get one information out of that, and then I could read Sean and use the same tarot card and get a whole different uh, information from that. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I usually see them like, um, you know, I've had some bad experience with them too. But I used to see them in Brooklyn, um, like right by juniors. They would have a little booth set up, and they would be um, trying to read people's tarot cards, you know, and it would be like some... They would dress like gypsies, but they looked like some Arabs, some Arabic chicks, you know, dressed up like um, mm-hmm. gypsy with the scarf around there and the, the, the fake earring in their nose. And one day, you know, they came out and was talking to me, and somebody said, "Man, leave them alone." And they con artists, so I, I, I took their word, you know. That's and I, you know, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't sure about them, but um, very yeah. interesting. Um, now, can you um put when you do the tarot card reading, Bev, do you um do you can you just put a person or can you do it to like a date or a time or like how would that work? I well I do. I just move out the way and whatever and I just let the spirit use me as a vessel and whatever comes out I just tell them what what whatever. I don't I, I don't even a lot of times I don't be knowing what I be saying. I just be talking and and I and sometimes they ask me to communicate with their dead people, and I I communicate, and I'm like, don't ask me how I do it. I don't know. I just move out the way and just let the, just let it come out. And ever, from the response I be getting, evidently I'm talking to whoever I'm supposed to be talking to. Wow. Yeah. So next time I pass, man, I'm. A- I want to find a black one like you, though. I don't want to go to no, you know what I'm saying, no fake gypsy-looking, you know what I'm saying, all dressed-up in costume-looking ones. But, mm-hmm. wow, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, like you said here, in the context of ancient Rome culture and belief, divination was concerned with discovering the will of God. So uh, it was like um, against their beliefs to take medicine, if they were sick, you know, if, if you wasn't going to survive, it's the will of God. If not, it wasn't God's will, you know, and that medical intervention or whatever, um, 
you know, I guess um, at one point, remember, the church was even against, you know, someone using medicine or scientists, sciences. They would call those people the Illuminati. And um, just interesting. Um, But I'll move on here. (laughs) Man, um, transvection. But see, they have Um, lived everything because all of this was our science. You know, astrology, uh, all that was our science. And, you know, these people, that's what they do. They flip. So everything they do is flip. And even though they got our occult, but they don't have the, the real nuts and bolts of it. They don't have it. They can't. They never will get it. I mean, somebody can. I work with, I work with 19 witches, and these are the top witches in Michigan. And they good, they different nationalities, they good, but it's just, they just can't get to the root of certain things. They lack the key element. They they lack the key element in it all, which would be the melanin aspect, the God particle, you know, the true spirit particle that connects us to that higher realm. It's why we can yeah. tap it, you know, and, it, and we it's not just tapping, we are it. We live in it. You know, we're not visitors. We are that realm. that's our yeah, exactly that 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 so when we there, we are there, you know, which is why they can only access, as we know, thirty three degrees of knowledge. When we dealt with three hundred and sixty degrees, you know, they're not able to you know, tap into the full you know, aspect of it, as you say, you know, which is also take us back to um, when we want, you know, our schools, our universities, you know, the true study of the universe and your place in it, you know, astronomy, astrology, you know, geometry, and we studied for 40 years, right? We didn't study just for four years to get a degree. We studied for 40 years, so we could get 360 degrees of full knowledge. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is something you have to live. You know, you don't you just, if you in it, you in it. If you ain't, you ain't. But our people need to start tapping in because this is the time that, that we need to tap in. Absolutely. And I agree with you. You know, um, I mean, if we go into. Uh, everything the metaphysicians have told us has been true thus far. So they also and said we're about to ascend. We're about to ascend to higher consciousness. And, you know, this is some of the things that I think the abilities that's going to naturally come come back to us because it's been built into our Akashic records. You know what I'm saying? Our Kesha, Akashic records. And, um, you know, once we hit that point where we start receiving those transmissions from the sun again. It's just going to come right back to us. It's like, oh, okay, oh, man, I can do that. You know, it made me think of um, not 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 our Dr. X, but the Dr. X from the X-Men, uh, how he uh, finds the mutants. Professor they might, Professor X, yeah, you got it. Professor X, and he would uh, find the mutants, and they might not know their special abilities yet, well, they, they might have them and not know how to control them. You know, they might be dangerous or whatever with them. So he kind of teaches them how to um, harness their, their their superpowers and, and, and control them. And um, 
You know, I think we're getting to the point where we're going to be the X League, you know? Um, yeah, transvection. Mm hmm. Um, transvection, also called flying or levitation. Um, belief during the witch hunts that the devil or his demons and the witches could transport themselves and others through the air. Flying, also called transvection, was done with the aid of drumstick, but also with a thin staff, a shovel, pitchfork, or an animal. The term was originally some witches were said to ride on demons, which were transformed into animals such as goats, cows, horses, wolves. The devil had the power to pick people up and whisk them through the air with no visible means of transport or support. And that's transvection. Once again, uh, in the Hindu practices, they, they sit on the carpet. They call it the magic carpet, I believe, where they're mm-hmm. able to levitate through the air on that carpet. But I believe that they do that in a subconscious, you know, a, in the, a, a sterile plane, not in the physical form. This is like more of the physical flying also made me think Superman, you know what I'm saying? Like how they always show um, in all the movies, the gods could fly, you know, like um, um, Perseus and all of them. Uh, but um, transvection, um, you know, this is definitely one I wish I could get. Uh, I would love to fly. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I would be crashing in the planes and stuff, but um, you guys have anything to add on this one? Because, I, I, of course, I've never seen anyone do this, but I believe that it can be done. Because, um, you know, I mean, I think, um, you know, we see people fly. They, they just don't stay in the air. We've seen Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know, he got up there. He would stay, you know, and um, defy gravity, so to speak, you know, which is why they called him Air Jordan. You know, he was able to... To, for some reason, but maybe he did that subconsciously, just jumping in the air, trying to get to the basket, and while he's up there, he starts to think, and then he loses that connection, you know what I'm saying, that, that we had him flying, you know what I mean? Uh, but you guys have anything to say about that? But that's why I said that thought is, is, is your magic, you know, that's what it is. I imagine when he was practicing, he probably thought about, okay, I want to be able to jump so high. And 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 the and the key to it is to do something over and over until you get it. It's just like when you first learned how to drive a car. You know, you were kind of nervous at first, and you wasn't really no good driver. But after you've been driving for a while, you just get in the car, start it up, ain't no big deal. You know, that's how it is with anything, and magic's the same way. You just got to, it's all about the thought. The mind is the magic. And you just have to study, practice, practice, just do it, think about it, what you put your focus on, and then you'll start seeing it happen. I've seen people, like, confuse people. You know, people was ready to do something or, or and. They, they, I've seen people go to court, and you know that they was gonna get a hundred years, and they came out of there not guilty. Hey, but uh, what I would bring to that is um, 
basically, as Beth was just saying, uh, key phrase phrase that I love right now is uh, there is no spoon. You know, as in the Matrix, you know, everything is mine. You know, if you go yeah, to uh, yeah. the her- Hermetic philosophy, the seven axioms of Tahuti, uh, the number one, you know, uh, philosophy is the all is mine. The universe is mental. The all is mine. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is mental. It's so physical plane it's mind over matter. It's literally exactly. the mental plane, the spiritual plane is over the physical plane. If you can't if you can't get up out of the physical plane and see things from the mental plane you're gonna you're not seeing the whole picture. You know, so Michael Jordan, that's what it is. He jumped in the air and it's he just he's not thinking about coming down. It's not that's not it's that's how you defy gravity. You don't think about gravity. It's like it's not there. I, I'm, I'm no just going to do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know what I mean. I am. It, it's I am whatever it is. So if I got two, if I'm jumping up and two people jumped up with me, I'm making sure that you know. Plus, of course, with the workout he put in and the natural ability, but you're just like, right. hey, I, I, I'm, I'm going but to stay up in this air a little bit longer. It's his focus, you know, the two, it's his focus. The two could be jumping up with him, but he not even paying no no attention. His focus exactly. is on getting that ball there is no in that basket. <laughs> you know, right, you know. Yeah. So the people on the side of him, they could do whatever they want to do. They're not going to be able to stop him from getting that ball in the basket. Again, <laughs> on the yeah. side. Oh, no, just one more thing on the flip side. Ahead, I, I, I have seen, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen a clip, uh, you know, African priests levitating, you know, and I've seen other, yeah. you know, things of, of, of that nature. Not quite slight, but levitation, you know, being able to break out of gravity and, and tap into a spirit realm and letting that spirit realm, yeah. you know, carry, you know, break out of gravity that way. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, I've seen I've seen people get shot, and bullets don't even go penetrate. Whoa, well, you you know Luke Cage. I I got you, Joe. I got it. (laughs) Hey, what they what they called that in the um, Pulp Fiction was divine intervention. (laughs) Remember? Yeah, the bullets hit everything but silver. They was like, "God damn, why did you mention, man?" But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I've, I'm seen the, I've seen videos. This, this was videos I've seen of the Africans. You know, when I was working. Oh with yeah, the he African shot himself chief. in the mouth. Yeah, well, no, I didn't yeah, see that yeah. when I seen the one where somebody else shot him close blank. You know, and he the bullet didn't penetrate. Uh, shot him. When I saw him, this dude stuck the the gun in his mouth and well he did not like hit the back of the head, but he hit his cheek and he just let off shots Mm -hmm. and he spit the bullet right out. Little bit of blood, Mm -hmm. he spit the bullet out. He didn't even bust the cheek. That's just how powerful. How powerful your band is. The first person to ever do that, his name is Bruce Leroy. He caught the bullet with his teeth. <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah. that's the last dragon reference, Dev. Oh, grow, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what I'm thinking is gravity is like that cord, man. It, it keeps you 
the you know, we probably could just jump and fly. But in our mind, we've been had embedded in our brains this concept of gravity. Everything that goes up must come down. So we automatically put that barrier up ourselves, you know, not letting our brains exactly. figure out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, and when you watch um, birds, you know, I mean, flying, is, they do it effortlessly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I can't, can't, we got arms. I mean, like, you know, how come I can't? You got to understand, though. Birds are built, they, you know, they're the hell of the bird in your hand. They light as hell. They don't have no weight. They don't got no weight. That's true. You know what I mean? Birds true. are light. They're they built for that as well. That's true. In that shape, aerodynamic shape, and just the whole, you know, they, the, the almighty created everything the way it's supposed to be. That's true, brother. Absolutely. Uh, the next joint <laughs> is um, medium. Um and I used to watch this show called Long Island Medium with this white lady with this big blonde mm-hmm. buzz cut, and she would um, she I mean she would have people literally crying because like she's really talking to their loved ones and telling them mm-hmm. things about their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is from Occultopedia. Um, medium is explained as a form of communication with the spirits. The term applied to those who have allegedly, who allegedly have the ability, conscious and unconscious ability to communicate with dead spirits, perform paranormal feats, channel the universal life force for healing, and individual qualified in some special manner to form a link between the living and the dead. Mediumship. Mediums have been known by various names such as oracles, soft slayers, sayers, wizards, cunning women, wise women, witches, medicine men, sorcerers, shamans, fortune tellers, witch doctors, mystic priests, prophets, psychics, and channelers. Mental mediumship uses the techniques such as clairvoyance and automatic writing to communicate while physical mediumship uses rapping, or says rapping, airports and levitation or movement of objects and other paranormal phenomena. Mediums usually claim to communicate with spirits through one or more entity called controls or spirit gods, which usually remain permanently with the medium. Prevalent theory among psychos. A parapsychologist holds that control that external spirits but secondary aspects of mediums own person, personalities that become externalized. And that was um, medium. Um, and, um, you know, I was shocked because I, when I think medium, I think woman. I didn't never think a sorcerer was a medium or a shaman. Like, oh, okay, I. That makes sense because they all kind of do do the same thing, you know, a witch doctor, a mystic, a priest, a prophet, you know, they're all able to channel and see things in the future or in the past that they could manifest in real time. Um, but that was from a cultopedia. Um, I'm not sure. I never heard of that website before. I usually don't go there, but I thought that was a pretty good definition that they had there. Uh, did y'all have anything to say about mediums? 
Yeah, when when I when I uh, do mine, I like I have a a, a quartz crystal. I have a, a kind of nice. I got a crystal ball too, but I don't. When I do my medium, I like to hold my quartz crystal in my hand. I don't know. It's just might be just me, but I don't. I just like the energy I pick up from the quartz crystal. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've never been a medium in my life, Ev. I've always been a, a extra large or bigger. You know what I'm saying? But um, I was, I was <laughs> big and tall. <laughs> <laughs> but um, either way, man. Um, you know. But what you do is all you do is move mm-hmm. yourself out the way. That's all. I, I move myself out the way. My consciousness, yeah, everything. I just move, move it out, out the way. Move yourself and let the spirit do what it do, and it'll it'll do it. But when, because I remember when I first learned how to read, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh, am I saying the right thing?" And I'm trying to read the cards and I'm looking at the person and trying to see. Uh, I was it's hard in the beginning, but then I, I I said, "Okay, you know what? I ain't gonna. I'm I'm just gonna move myself out the way." I closed my eyes because I didn't want to see no reaction the people was giving me. So I would close my eyes and just start reading. And then that's how I started building my confidence up. Because I, and then when I got finished, they'd be like, oh, you were so right. You know, and that, but that's how I was able to get over that fear. Yeah, so basically, well, uh, Gotta know with 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 spiritual beings living in a on a physical realm, you know. So we still have that ability to go. We are. We we never left the spirit. We all realm. got it's still it. Still here. It's right in front of us. It, it, it's, it's it's here. There is nothing else. The physical is the false reality. You know, the real reality is on the other side. You know, the true eternal reality, not this. You know. Physical third dimensional reality So yeah you use different ways Sort of tap into that to move yourself Out of yourself you know and realize That you know there's a Greater all To to it all and we are not This physical you know Flesh suit You know so But but see it goes with your mind Because when I say I move Myself out the way My mind would be saying well, how you know that's right? How you you show you saying the right yeah. thing? How you you know? And so when I shut that down, and at, and at first what I used to do also, I used to stop breathing. When I stop breathing, I, you know how you take a deep breath and you stop breathing, you, your mind will go blank. You won't, and then stuff would just start coming through. Then I was like, okay, that's how I can move myself out the way. So, I mean, it's a process. I didn't just wake up one day like this. You know, I had to work on it. I had to develop it uh, through the years. But that's how I was able to, you know, I would stop, take a deep breath and and hold my breath, and then it would clear my mind, and I could then I start getting all kind of information. So you're moving the ego out the way, if I'm not mistaken. I would yeah. The ego, yeah. you know. Yeah. Talking and yeah. chat, all that chatter in your head. You right, know, right, right. Feel that. Right. Oh, 
I'm I'm Get personally mad, man. Bev never told me she had all these superpowers and stuff. You know, I didn't know I was on the phone with Wonder Woman all this time, man. You know <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you must say you you must haven't been watching me on YouTube. No, I never saw right. you on YouTube. You, you didn't know you on YouTube. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait a minute. So what are you yeah. on, on YouTube as, man? I'm True Prediction T. I'm the tea lady. Oh, okay. True predictions. Got True you. predictions. No tea. doubt. Don't forget to add the T to it. T E A. True predictions. T. T E A. Got you. Got you. Uh-huh. See, now you didn't never tell. You never said that before on this show before. I don't remember. Well, I know. The, I, these my two separate hats. I wear that hat, then I come over here and I wear this hat. I want people so, okay. to see them. I feel you. All right, true predictions to you. I will definitely check you out tonight, Bev. Okay. And All uh, right. um, man, the next one I had here, um, and man, with the the medium, man, um, yeah, there's so much technology that does that, right? Like it, uh, it's so much to me, like. All this technology is really just mimicking all of this stuff right here. It's, it's mimicking crazy. us. It's mimicking yep. us. Yep. Um, this one is called precognition or precognition. Precognition mm-hmm. is a paranormal or extrasensory perception of future events over which one doesn't seem to have control of. As the name suggests, the precogs Precognitive dreams of the dreamer experiences an event in a whole or in a part before it occurs. It usually suggests the experiences of deja vu can be explained by precognitive, gene, precognitive dreams. Precognitive dreams differ from prophetic dreams. And the prophetic dream predicts the future, but the events predicted relate to important areas of life. History records many instances of apparent precognition or precognition, but its but its existence, as with other forms of extrasensory perception, is not accepted by most psychologists. Um, now, precognitions, um, using um, paranormal perception to predict future events. This reminded me of the movie um, that I was just watching, The Minority Report, where I think they called the three people that were able to predict the crimes before they happened. They were called precogs or something like that. And they would have yeah, to sit right. in the, lay down in this water and they would have dreams about all the that stuff. Water that, yeah, that water again. Yeah, they would have dreams about uh, a crime that's about to happen and based off of them hooking computers up to these um, precogs, they were able to pinpoint the exact time and place of the murder, and they were able to stop it before it happened. So, um, just very interesting how you know I you know this, this word popped up, and I was like, this was just in the movie, the precogs able to see future events before they happen. Um, you know, I because sometimes it's never good. You know, like, I see something bad happening, and it generally, it's like, I, I 
the only good thing about it, it's going to happen to me bad, but I kind of braced myself for it before it happened. So it didn't catch me off guard, but I knew it was going to happen before it happened. You know what I'm saying? Because I already saw it. And it usually happens exactly how I saw it happening. And I just sit there and laugh sometimes. Like, yo, I knew this was going to happen. Yo, I knew it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why did I, you know what I'm saying? But um, do I have anything to say about precognition or precognition? You're right. Precognition. Yeah, I think we all experience that. Yeah, yeah. That's once again go to... um, the fact that this is us. This is all everything we're capable of. And the reason why the technology is imitating this is because they studied us so much and they know that they can't copy it. They try to they can't tap into it. So they're creating a way of imitating I, I, these higher powers. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they can't tap into it because like I say, I work with some very talented people. And so, I mean, they can tap into it, but it's like well, how, I, it's, it's like that. Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. What was you saying? I was going to say for, for just to correct myself, or how, how about I said broader percentage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 see, I'm in that world, so I work around a lot okay. of and a lot of them. Can. They a lot of them are talented. I work around a lot of other races that have this talent too, and so they could tap in. But I, it's just something about us, and I, maybe it's that melanin part of us where it just seems like we could just go a little deeper, a little something. It's it's not maybe, but that's other definitely people can tap the key in part too. Of it. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I said, it's not a maybe. That's definitely the key particle there. That yeah. is the yeah. one particle that, that is a converter it's of all be. energy, spiritual, physical, in, uh, uh, sonic energy. You're right. Light it's energy. Gotta be. Melanin converts all energy, and that is what taps, what allows us to access the cosmos because that's cosmic energy. Mm-hmm. You know, the space, exactly. all, all the cosmic well, space, cosmic. You know, the dark energy. You know, dark matter, dark energy. Probably, yeah. That probably explains why they keep us do everything to keep us high, drunk, You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. not able to, you know, tap yeah, into that higher self. You know what I mean? And exactly. um, this one here is called psychokinesis, influence of the mind over matter without use of known physical or sensory means together with ESP psychokinesis is investigated by parapsychologists and once again this is coming from occultopedia psychokinesis includes telekinesis and paranormal movement objects of objects levitation and materialized and materialization mysterious events associated with given people or Houses such as wrapping, once again, wrapping over or overturned furniture, flying objects, or psychic healing. Hold on, Thomas, is that wrapping with a W? No, it's R A P P I N G S. <clears throat> but they got a definition for it. I'm going to look it up in a second. Um, since 1930s, has been a major research interest among parapsychologists, including and especially United States and Russia. 
but in general, the results have been inconclusive. Okay, and this is um, the ability to move things with your mind, to make your furniture flip over. Um, you know, I think like even man, going back to that that show, Bev, um, um, with the with the two brothers who turned gay after playing the video game right. together. Right. Uh, they were playing a version of Street Fighter, where in Street Fighter you got two or three characters who could just hold their hands together and this fireball just forms and comes out their hand, you know, like, you know, able to have so much force in that one spot that that momentum carries over. You know, I, that's what I'm getting from this um, tele, this psychokinesis, you know, ability to mm-hmm. use your brain to move things. And, and um, when you're angry, you know, you know, you're angry, you get up, you're mad, and then stuff just starts falling off the walls, and, you know, like, you did that with mm-hmm. your mind, not even knowing your own mm-hmm. power. Um, exactly. But, yeah, this psychokinesis, um, did y'all have anything to add on this one? Yeah, I mean, that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have never did that. I never went in that direction. But it's also, like, we got, we have very strong healing powers. And when they teach you, like, uh, to lay your hands over people and you, like, kind of go over a person's body. Now, if you feel their body is warm, when you just say that they might have uh, um, lung problems like they're talking about now. So you go over their body with your hands, and then when you get to the lungs, if if you've been feeling heat, when you get to the lungs, you're going to feel a coolness. Or some people's body is cool, and when you get to the lungs, you're going to feel a heatness. That's how you know where the um, the problem is. The body, you can see the, the temperature change wherever there is a problem. Uh, they, I remember me it and does. my auntie, my sister. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Finish. No, I remember I when my sister long. was uh, when my sister was almost to pass. I remember when my sister was about to pass, and me and my auntie uh, went in the room, and so she got on one end of her, and I got on the other end of her, and her body was just totally like ice. It was like she was dead, and we put that energy in her. We went all over her body, and we brought her back. What I was going to ask, is is that Reiki that... Yeah, that's not yeah Reiki, yeah Reiki, uh, that okay. Reiki, but they got different forms. With the name they were put uh, on of healing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. You know, I I like I like Reiki, but uh, I like tapping. They call uh, tapping. They call heal energy healing. That was what I was just talking about when they take the hand and put it over. You just don't touch the body. You just let that energy. And you could feel the change in the temperature. You the X, that's just like say having an X-ray. And then have you seen people when they hold their arm out? I forgot the name of it. And you body talk, body will tell you what's good. You can hold your arm out and you can ask the body, okay, do you have a problem with the heart? And you try to push the arm down. And if it don't go down, then it's telling you yes. You got to find out what is a yes and no. Your body can tell you everything that's wrong with it. I mean, a lot of healers do this. I mean, it's just awesome when you really get into it and look at 
the powers that we possess. And that's what it, it, we sit here, keep following them, talking about them, you know, and that's and all this power we need to be focusing on, on working on our powers. We can change all that. Indeed. Oh, we got people on the line. Y'all want to open the line up? Um. Yeah. Let me. You want me to do one more? Or you want to just go? We could go, go straight ahead. to the go line. Can I throw know. something in real no, quick? We could, we could pick up on it next week. Or go ahead, brother. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, of course. Rappings. I, I looked up the word rappings. Oh, rappings. Okay. Rapping. Yeah, it's funny. You said but he previously mentioned rappings. Okay. Rappings is a noun. Spiritualism, a form of communication between living persons and the spirits of deceased persons by tapping mm-hmm. out messages on a table, board, or the like. Mm. So rapping is like tapping. You're, you're this tapping, Morse code. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah. you know, speaking to can, the other and, side. And yeah, and that's how you can heal your body because ta- when you tap on certain beryllium points in your body, it's just like acupuncture, but instead of putting the needles in those, you take your two fingers and you tap, and, and, your, and you can heal your body through that way. We don't need to be going, taking their medicine, going into their hospital, letting them kill us. That's why we got to get some time. This is the time to learn all of this. So we can heal ourselves and each other. Amen. I agree, a hundred percent. But let's go straight to the lines, and we just pick up on this next week because I got a few here that I didn't even get to. I've just been going down the list, and uh, this will give me even more time to do more research on them. Research. Um, but okay. yeah, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to start doing some of these things, man. So I'm, I'm ready. If someone has any suggestions on. How we can, you know, how I can get the ball rolling, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you know how to do some of these things. Well, first of all, tell us slow down, grasshopper. Slow down, grasshopper. You know, <laughs> you look, you're a little too, too excited right there. You know, Sensei would come in and shut that all down. You got to gotta humble yourself. You got to, you right, know. Brothers. You, you right. know, it ain't about just trying to just put your cape on and, you know, Go flying around, you know, with with great power come great responsibility. Yes, sir. What's that, Ben? I said you're right. It do uh, have great responsibility, you know. Um, Okay, now, if you have any experience, suggestions, call in. The call-in number is 323-642-1586 and push the number one. Seven three two two one five. Yes, good day to you all, and thank you. I um I thank had you. a few of them, but the, the psychokinosis. I used to uh-huh. go to church. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's the name. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Well, what is I that? I'm go- sorry, I think I missed that. Psychokinosis. What what ability is that? That's the yeah. arm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go ahead, okay. caller. Okay, but um, I used to go to, when I was in the church, um, they, they were praying for this person, so the, nothing was helping the person. They were really messed up. So anyway, I said, okay, let me stand up here too. So I sat way in the back, so I took my hand, 
and I pointed both of my hands at the lady. I think it was a lady a while ago. And I, and I pointed both of my hands at the lady, and fire started to spiral out of my hands. So when mm-hmm. I seen seen that happening, I took, I put my hands down. <laughs> I said, well, wait a minute. I put my hands down. And then something said, well, if, if that's going to help her, it didn't hurt me. Something said, mm-hmm. if that's going to help her, don't stop. So I put my hands back up, and, and it started happening again. And the lady did get better. So that was that was that one. And then you, you ask about flying. When I used, when I would dream, it doesn't hardly happen anymore. But when I would dream before I would always dream about I was flying, um, and had to watch out for the for the for the phone wires or whatever. And then the astral projection, I um when I first opened my business up I was working 85, I was born anemic, so I was anemic all of my life. So when I opened my store up, I was working 85 hours a week because it was around the holidays, and I was so tired. I said, well, if I can just get through the holidays, I'll be fine. So sure enough, right after the holidays, I was in my daughter's room, and I was talking to her, and I went to get up, and something was like, where do you think you're going? I was so out of it. So I ended up going to the emergency room. Um, of course, they didn't do anything for me. Uh, they wanted to do a blood transfusion. I said, I just can't walk around with nobody's blood in me. They spoke of plasma or whatever. I, so I, so I stayed overnight. I got up and I left. So when I got when I went home that next night, I was, um, and I felt myself dying. And so I said, okay, it seems like I'm always setting up for something. And so I sat up. When I sat up, I seen myself still still laying there. And when I sat up, I was like a wet dishcloth. It was like there was no energy in me at all. I was like limped over, sitting on the side of the bed, but still laying in the bed. And I was wondering when you mentioned astral projection, is that that? Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? Yes, I, I hear you. Can you hear I'm me? listening to you, sister. Um, I, you know, that's I've never out of body. That's out of that's out of body. Out of out of body experience. That's called um. That's also actual projection. Okay. I think that is actual projection as well. Anytime you leave the body, you're, you're actual projected. Consciously, I mean, unless you're doing, unless you're not living, you know, unless you have a near death experience or something. Was well, I, I seem like I was dead too though? Because I see my body laying there still yet. Right, right, right. Was it every actual, actual body? Usually the astral projection. Usually the astral projection is like when you go. Like I went and sat on that garage roof, and usually, I, I they probably all the same. And then they usually say that's an out-of-body experience when you raise up and you look and see your body laying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says here, astral projection is what happens when you have an out-of-body experience or OB. So they're the same. Mm-hmm. This happens when your consciousness allows itself to travel outside the physical body into other dimensions, particularly the astral planes. And um yeah, so you, what you saying for sure, sister, you were definitely astral projection. Mhm. And and when you went about the flying, like I said, I'd fly in my dreams. But one time, um, I had brought this house, and 
I mean, it was no doors, no windows. I was fixing it up. So I was up on the second floor trying to put the window the window up, and so I fell. So when I fell, I took, I turned my body off. When I was falling, all I was doing was thinking <laughs> of how I was going to land so I didn't break anything. So I took and I turned my body because, of course, I was facing the house. So I took and I swung my body around. And when I was going down, I had my arms straight out. And I was thinking, okay, how am I going to land to keep from breaking up everything? So when I did land, I um, I landed in a squatting position. Now, I don't, I don't think that's flying, you know, because maybe you have to be higher up or whatever. But it was like I was planning everything when I when I, before I hit the ground before I landed. Can I jump in? Uh, that, that 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 sounds like you know we could call you Air Jordan. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, in the air. Air Jordan. Air Jordan. You know exactly. You know when you know it's just a matter of mind over matter. You know you you broke through time and space. And was able to, you know, just break through time and space. That's why I can't put it any simpler than that. You know, oh. even though, yeah. You said I broke through time and space. Yes. Yes. I don't know what you mean. Um. Basically, you, the, the, you, you expanded your mind beyond the moment. So as oh. you fall, I don't know how. How far you was falling? Like I don't know if it, you fell off a second story window. Yes, yeah, second I don't know how story. Yeah, second. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty, you know, uh, that, that's a real descent, you know. So as you were falling, you know, two seconds could feel like, you know, ten minutes almost. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's what I mean by breaking through time and space, where you literally, once again, same thing like Michael Jordan would do. You know, how was he able to jump, twist, turn, you know, and get underneath mm-hmm. this guy and roll that arm over that way and do so many moves. He broke through time and space and, and, and was able to defy gravity when your mind can just, you know, once again, that also taps into, you know, other aspects of, you know, being melanated. But, you know, that's what I mean, yeah, time breaking like the- through time and space. It's like the Matrix, like, man, he's exactly. falling off the building, but he could pull out the gun and shoot six people, you know, facing up before he lands. And it's like he's, he stopped time for that moment, you know what I'm or saying? Even a bullet, you know? Yeah, you stop time and just, you know, and this is the dimension of time. This is the fourth dimension. Fourth dimension is time and the time-space continuum. Uh, the dimension we left is the third dimension, which is matter. We transcended matter, and we're into time. That's why um, time isn't even going to matter anymore. We, we, we're about to get back into true time where, you know, that's why they got everybody sitting at home. You know, we, we just did a show. We did a whole series of shows, me and Rashawn and Bev, on artificial time. And we, we said that um, the uh, artificial time is time is money. Well, who's working right now? Time ain't money right now, is it? You know, I've been at home at work. <laughs> I, I, can't, I didn't even know it was Friday until I looked. Like, oh, shoot, it's Friday. I got to show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, I've lost track of what, what we call time is money, and I'm into a whole other time where I plan my day around what needs to be done, not what I have to do for someone else. You know what I'm saying? 
If, if there's no one else or whatever, Deb, I can call back. You can take me again if you want. I had some more. I can wait or whatever, though. Okay. All right. I'll I'll um, I'll uh, come back. Okay. Let me go to thank you. four. Thank you. Four oh five four four five. Four oh five. Greetings, family. How is everyone this evening? This is Sister Sylvia. Uh, I knew I knew the women was gonna Peace. call in when you start talking. Peace, Sister Sylvia. Uh, Walsh, I knew the women was gonna call in. Peace, and, and remember next week. <laughs> Next week we're going to do a part two. If not, uh, Bev, uh, before you speak, sister, I apologize. Me and Ramon were planning on doing a show um, this week uh, uh, with a female who her son um, was tricked into a relationship with a transsexual, and uh, mm-hmm. ended up when he found out what that, what you know, when he got in a compromising position with the transsexual and found out what it was. <laughs> Ended up killing the transsexual, and uh, she wanted to come on and tell her story, and uh, we wanted to open up a broader discussion on, um, you know, the LGBT movement within our community. But um, if that doesn't take place, we'll be back next week if well, the no. same topic. Just continue. If not, we'll be the week after. Go ahead, Beth. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's 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 something need to be talked about. Go ahead, Carla. Um, I wanted to say to the caller, the one before me as I was listening to her story, uh, mm-hmm. she is a, from what I was hearing her say, she's a, she is a healer. Um, and what she said was coming out of her hands was was the energy. Yeah. So it was fire, yeah. energy. Uh, yeah. So she, she's a healer. So she can send that. Uh, remotely to people just like she was in the church and had her hand pointed toward this individual. Uh, she can also do that. Think of somebody and if this person needs healing and is open and receptive to receiving healing from her, she can do that. Uh, another Another thing before she called in, I heard she was talking about raising up your arms. Um, it's one another thing that is called Sister Bev and family is called muscle testing. So right, right. when you have your when when you're standing up and you have your arms out open, someone can stand behind you and um, an example. Uh, Wave, I'm just using the word wave or scan an egg over your back and then uh, test your arm and see if it's still strong or weak or it can be three mm-hmm. three people. It can be the person standing with a with their arms open, the person standing behind them with an egg, and then uh, another one standing behind on, on the side of them doing the testing with the arm to see, like, if eggs are good for you, potato chips are good for you, white flour yeah. or, or anything this person wants to use, uh, you also can do it with your fingers, like your index finger and your thumb. You make a circle. You get the other hand and interlock it, and then you ask a question, and then you mm-hmm. pull. 
So if right. hands stay locked together, that's a yes. If they break apart, that's a no. So that's yeah. another way to muscle test. <laughs> so I wanted to you know, I was, call in. And, I was just... Yeah. I was just watching a brother named uh, Hank Morning Sun, Ark Morning Sun, or Hank Morning Sun, and he um he was showing how to make comedic water. Hold on, it's Hank Thomas. And, that, uh, that's, that's that's Hank Weizen Son. Hank Weizen Son, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my dude right there. Yeah. And uh, he was showing how to make comedic water, where he took um, purified water and he um he boils it and then he puts cold water in the sink and he puts that pot once it boils into the sink, cools it down, puts it back on the stove, boils it, puts it back in the sink, cools it down, and he does that nine times. And then he takes the water that comes out of that and he puts it on a magnet and it magnetizes that water. And how he tests it is he takes a weight in his hand and while he's drinking that water, he lifts the weight and he shows how easy he could just lift this 20 pound weight. And he takes some regular mm-hmm. faucet water and he could hardly lift the weight up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, also, family, you can use to make you some alkaline water if you don't want to buy it or continuously buy it. Um, lemon, you can put lemon. In your in some distilled water, which will turn it alkaline, and baking soda would turn it alkaline off the chart. Uh, I got I did the litmus paper test, and mm-hmm. I think I may have about a gallon of distilled water, and probably put a teaspoonful of baking soda. You want to get your baking soda as get or as organic as possible and a teaspoon of baking soda in a gallon of water, you got alkaline alkaline water. So lemon, yeah. alkaline, uh, uh, baking soda, but you want to use distilled water. So that's the way to make your own alkaline water. That's true. So I'm just I'm just sharing with the family. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to the uh, next line. Thank you, Carla, for that information. Thank you, sister. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to 708-829. How's everybody doing this evening? Great, Brother Eddie, what's good, brother? I'm all right, man. I'm all right doing good, man, listening. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of tripping here. I'm going back and forth to two shows. I didn't know that uh, Dry Bones was going to be on tonight. I've been basically going back from your show to his show, but then uh, I got a little uh, listening to a little argument, and I can't deal with that. You know, when people start arguing and oh. trying to get uh, uh, an opinion that ain't no facts across, so I had to go. Yeah, but anyway, not to dwell on that. Uh, the show is great. Uh, I'm trying to find everything I was talking about earlier, I think, first of all, uh, going back to when y'all were talking about uh, the bodies and Mm -hmm. we going from one stage to the other if uh, black people are actually dying from this, that, and any other. And something hit me earlier today because here in Chicago, on the west side, which is primarily another 
black area. They have a old meat house factory that they're now making into a makeshift morgue that can hold mm. 2,000 bucks. Now, why in the hell are they making all these arrangements for bodies that ain't even here? They haven't even right. got, you know, died yet. But they're making, I mean, right. considerable room here uh, on the north side or downtown area. Everybody's heard of McCormick Place. Half of McCormick Place is a makeshift hospital and morgue now. Ain't nobody there, but they're preparing. What in the hell are they preparing for? Is they preparing and, for right? Well, here, here what they do is they they bring tractor trailers to the hospitals, refrigerated tractor trailers, and when the dead bodies uh, drop, they That's just load them into the tractor trailer. Right. I they, they heard that only sixty bodies can fit in each trailer. I heard that too. So again, if these bodies are so toxic where the families cannot claim the, their loved ones and have proper funerals. But yet and again, here in Chicago, a cop died of coronavirus here, they say, and they had his funeral, only letting his family in. But a slew of people mm-hmm. were outside waiting for the procession. I'm like, well, why did he get, they get his body and everybody right. can't get their family body. So uh, it made me go back to a, a, a forum. Right. It, it took me back to a forum that we had with Brother X where we talked about uh, them preparing bodies for these entities and spirits that they're going to start letting in during this time. And I reflected back. I said, damn, is that what they're doing? I mean, because we already talk about the blood and the organs, so we already know this, but are they setting up bodies, hosts, that these entities that we're talking about, all different dimensions coming in, having a vehicle body being temple to get around on this plane. So I thought about that. I'm like, damn, that's a a, a possibility we ain't looked at because they're preparing right. for something well, with all these bodies. See, hey, brother Eddie, you ever so saw? Demon. You ever saw Eye of Legend? Eye of Legend with Will Smith. With Will Smith? Yeah, yeah, he's like it. the only person alive, but all the people die and they come back as like these um, superhuman zombies that can't be out in the daytime. And I never thought of it. They could be hosts. Those bodies died and oh. the host just took over them. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Wow. Yes, this is what's wow. bringing me back. Because just like with that, what I of Legend is, it's a remake actually of the Omega Man. That had Charleston Heston mm-hmm. in it. That was the last man on earth after they released the nuclear biological weapon on the people. And certain people came back as mutants. Hmm, sounds familiar? Hmm. Here we go again. So, again, all of this, and there's nothing, as we said, is off the table. But wanted to bring that first before we get into the solutions, because, again, we are the solutions. And at the right. end of the day, every time I go back to the dictionary word of Negrophobia that always bothered me once I saw that word, what in the hell are they afraid of black people about? Well, it's right here, right now, this time. Because, again, when we look at the number, everything is dealing with that six right now. And we talked about how the five-point star is becoming a six-point star. That's mm-hmm. even deeper in numbers. But the six is what we're talking about because the six – it's right now where we are. We call it Passover. Passover is 33. That's a six. 
those of us who ain't vibrating where we are, we are getting passed over the information that is being disseminated. Because at this time, dealing with Passover, dealing with the crucifixion of Christ is no more than Christ being hung on the cross. Cross comes to four. It's 22. It's four. The sun is 13. It's four. Jesus represents the light. Light is 27. Jesus is 27. It's a representation of the rays of the light coming off of the sun. You mentioned earlier about the sun. And this energy that we're being bombarded with dealing with dark matter, the matter coming again because it matters right now, and the matter is that keeping us inside, not to receive what we're getting, but it's being we're being passed over because of the cosmic rays at this particular time. Because remember, today's date is 14. That's 41. Mm, that's that five. That's that change. That's raised by number in reverse. 14 is raised. So this is what we're dealing with, the rays, and understanding that 13, we started Tuesday when we had the so-called super pink moon. Well, right. super moon... Super moon comes to 58, family, 5 plus 8. We're back to 13, which is God and spirit, and spiritual. If we say full moon, that's 49. Damn, 4 plus 9 is 13. See, they know what they name in this stuff because it's all rituals, but it's behind the numbers of the words we speak. Sister Bear said it's dealing with your experiences where there's that 4. Again, experience is 4. They're turning our experience into a experiment. Experiment is four. Mm-hmm. But we're seeing clearly because we constantly talk about spirit and spiritual. Well, spirit and spiritual are four. This is the fight for that we're in. We're recognizing this fight, and hopefully family, we're taking the opportunity of being in this so-called under quarantine because another number for the same words is paradigm shift. This is what we're in, the shift of the paradigm. Because, again, remember, this is the third dimension we're in, where we're being able to see clearly in the age of Aquarius. Aquarius is 34. That's 3D. This is why right now we're in the time of the goddess. Goddess is 34. If you don't want to call... Uh, sisters, goddess, no problem. Call a sister. Call sister is 34. We got to know the time that we're in with the number of where we are, which basically has been hidden in plain sight. And we don't know how to put the word of the numbers together with everything that's happening right here, right now. Well, that's my part of the puzzle. That's my reality. That's my lane. So this is why I try to come on. So to show us that we're all on that page, we just got to get a little bit more concise. And this is what we're doing on these lines, helping one another to get precise. And I meant to start off by saying, happy Good Friday, family out there. <laughs> it ain't about the word. It's about the number. Good Friday is 38. Back to that 11. Back to covert 19, which is 38 by number. Mm. And we get to Sunday, which is called Easter, is 29. Another 11. 29 mm. plus 38 
is 67. Six plus seven, we back to 13, the full moon, baby. All of this, this is no more than our revolution we in. The revolution won't be televised because most people don't even know we're in the revolution. Revolution is right. 40. This is the year for revolution. This is why we're going through this experiment right now to take us off of our revolution, which is our protection, which is yes. shown through our behavior, family, because behavior is four. And that behavior deals with your spiritual connection. Spiritual and spirit are four. That's the actions we're supposed to be showing to be proactive and not reactive. Because remember, right. the Hegelian dialect deals with problem, reaction, solution. And by the way, solution is 31. We got the damn solution. We can't give that power to them. We are the solution. That's correct. We are the solution because we're the ones that cause the effect to the whole world. This is why the whole world has an effect. I mean, the, the copper color people have a cause and effect on the whole world. That's why everybody wants to be us. Everybody wants to rap. Everybody wants to dress like us. Everyone wants to get a big butt like us. Everybody wants to have their hair styled. Their perms is to make their hair not straight but curly. That's their perm to put body that in, is in a hair that's bodyless. But, yes, we look, are. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Somebody want to say and something? Look at all the, and look at all the, a um, lot of the millionaires and billionaires, they all looking, getting sisters, marrying black women. When they can marry anybody mm-hmm. that they want, why are they gravitating to the black woman? Well, that's, that's the key because black is the source of energy. We all know this. We know this is why. They're gravitating towards black women, and white women and black men gravitate towards one another also. You know, but that's just like getting back to the bodies we were talking about. Just think about the movie, Get Out. When you think about it, weren't they using the black bodies as a host for the consciousness of the, black, of the white man or white woman? Yes. Putting it in a that black movie place. was so true. Yes. That's it, yes. see? Get out. That's what they're trying to do, use our bodies as hosts to bring in all these, this devilish shit we've been talking about. So, yeah, get out. We need to go back and revisit what's actually happening because the brother mentioned the tether, and that was in the next movie he did called Us, when she told her to tether herself to the table, tether, letting you know that that's the spiritual ram down other, that the spirit has come up to take over those at the top. The bottom to the top. See, when we look at it that way, we see this is what's happening because we've been the tethered at the bottom under pressure all over the world. The pressure that they add into pressure is called coronavirus, 41. Pressure is 41. So they add some extra pressure, but we're smiling and laughing. Those of us who know what's happening, a lot of us, I'm sorry to say, are going to get it because I've been trying to tell a lot of people here, don't go get tested. See, the reason for me that they're right. making all of these uh, spaces for these bodies, everybody that's getting tested now down the road, they're going to have a coronavirus. Or let's look at it this way. Ain't nobody got to have a coronavirus, and they tell you you tested positive because we want your body. Yeah. We saw that yeah. the DNA from that swab is consistent to this 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 entity we want to bring in, you got the coronavirus. So you fin- you got to be isolated now. We're going to take it and bring your ass in. 
Because uh-huh. guess what? You came and gave us your, your DNA. See? So we got to be right. very careful now because, again, we're seeing these people do some devilish things. And the key to it all is the 11. <laughs> it's called 9-11. It's actually called by words instinct and intuition. Instinct comes to 36-9, and intuition comes to 29, which is 11. 9-11. We got to go back to our instincts and intuition. And who reigns supreme in that? The female. A female's intuition. See? So we oh, all have it. Are we, we got oh, we in 11-11 energy now? Yeah, that's it. 22-11-11, look at it yeah. as, as every angle you can. 2020 also comes to black female. Mm. 2020 comes to black people. 2020 comes to people problem. Ain't we in that all right now? Everybody's yeah. under a fucking people problem all over the world. This ain't just in America, see? So these numbers let us know the time that we're in. We got to find and search and find those words that connect to these numbers, see? And we haven't learned that that's the magic that they're doing even by using the occult language of English. Yeah. So we're yeah. just getting it back. We getting it back, and we were basically we got it. We got to wake it up. That's what it is, and that's yeah. for me. That's the time we have. This quiet time, this silence is golden time that we need to bring that gold or to resurrect. Let's use that since we're going through this resurrection. Resurrect the spine, the kundalini, so it will illuminate. The crown chakra. And remember, the crown is the corolla they're talking about right now. Yes. So that's what we're trying yes. to do, illuminate our crown chakra so that yes. when the crown chakra illuminates, it becomes an 11. And an 11 is called halo. That halo is connected to the universe. Yes. So with that, I'll, I'll, I'll back up and let somebody else uh, speak. Thank you for the time, family. Thank you, as always. Thank you, Eddie. Okay. For sure. Much love. Peace and love to Brother Eddie, Much man. Love. Peace and love, brother. Peace, Eddie. 404259. 404. 404. 259. Yo, what's up, Brother Rio? Do you have your mute on, 404? Okay. 404. Oops. Okay. All righty. Let's go to 614-362. Greetings. Thank you, Sister Beth. How are y'all doing tonight? Thank you. Great. Thank you. Call. Greetings, Sister. Um, Greetings. So, um, let's see. I am um, over here in Ohio. This is Talia. One of my questions, mm-hmm. I want to make a quick comment. Um, somebody told me you mm-hmm. can do – oh, hold on. Let me tone this. Hold. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me okay? Okay. Somebody told me that on this moon, this this super moon, that you can do like moon magic or something like put a piece of paper out there and then – Start whitening your whatever it is you're trying to manifest and all that stuff. I just wanted to make a quick comment about that since we're talking about 
spiritual stuff and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. magical things or whatever. Uh, another mm-hmm. idea I was thinking of putting out there when you were talking about the Kashik and the mediumistic, um, having someone come on the show and do it for fundraisers. That's a good way to do for fundraisers for, for the airtime and all the different shows that are being hosted now that you're fully up for a whole week. You know, why not? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Everybody can mm-hmm. donate, you know, $20, $25 towards for, for part of their little stimulus money or whatever. You know, why not? You know, there's too many platforms that go on and we don't support each other enough. So just putting that out there. Or they can okay. cash out. I agree. PayPal it. That's the comment. So um, just the no, idea to be putting that in. You said someone to okay. do what? What do you want them to do? Say that again. Oh, what I'm saying is having a fundraiser, a fundraiser night. I see that across, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's this, Blog Talk Radio? Some people, hey, mm-hmm. you you want a reading or two two questions or whatever, prepay it because it's oh. all going towards fundraising for airtime, for different shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if Caucasian could people do it? and support their efforts for what they need to try to keep information flowing in the community or whatever it is that's going on, why can't we do it? Mm-hmm. We oh, need okay, to change okay. it. If we're going to be part of this paradigm shift, this global mm-hmm. reset or great awakening, we got to start in action, you know, step forward, you know. I'm not just saying yeah, that. I, I'm, yeah. I, I used to do that. Uh, but now I think the people is ready for it now. I used to do that on blog talk. I used to have different oh, sites okay. come in. Yeah, so I'll do it again. Yeah, I think that's a good way to fundraise and to help support the platforms. And also, I was wondering, has anybody here, I mean, how can people follow each other or follow that research because I'm hearing impaired. I don't have the best hearing, but uh, to see mm-hmm. things visually and to read them, anybody on Facebook, is there anybody willing to start a page? I mean, I'll start a page. Y'all can post whatever you want. But, you know, I think there's what other ways, other means that we can find to try to stay connected, you know, if, if Blog Talk doesn't, you know, pan out down down right. the line in the future or, or, or something, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm just kinda of putting it out there. Right. Also, do you guys yeah. does anybody know anyone who is telekinetic that moves stuff? I've never met anyone. You know anybody who does acoustic records? I had one done one time and it was it wasn't I don't know. I I'm not quite even sure <laughs> if that's what I even actually had done. But um Okay. Just putting some things out there, you know, if we're going to move move into other dimensions and other things, you know, very interesting to hear you guys talk about this stuff. So um, put me back okay. in the queue. I want to hear what you guys got to say. Peace, Keith. All right, hello? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Can I just reach out to the sister right there real quick? Um, yeah, go ahead. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen it myself, telekinesis, like personally, but you can look up YouTube. Um, YouTube, the Russians have done a lot of experiments with uh, things of this matter, you know, remote viewing, telekinesis, telekinetics, and all that good stuff. Um, 
is a is a guy a Russian by the name of Yuri. I forget his last name, but his name is Yuri something. You can type it in on YouTube, and they'll they'll show you clips of you know KGB experiments of you know. There's also a woman that they show that was very good at moving objects. It's not a lot of fanfare. It's not like she's Professor X and or anything like that. But she has displayed moving objects with her mind, and it's very strenuous as well. So you don't see a you know you know the move far, but she does move some things across the table with just some love. Hmm. I you think it also entails, um, it also entails, like, bending things as well. Like, they bend spoons and forks with their minds. And, um, you know, yeah, they're able to do things with their mind where they could not only move things, but also alter the shape of things. And do yeah, you so all call Did you see colors. that movie, Colors? It's called Colors on Prime. That um, I don't, I can't think of her name. She was in, uh, she's African, South African or whatever. She's in one of those movies, and they were actually, it's called Colors, and they were taking things and changing the shape of it, but putting it right back into just, the same, like opening it up, yeah. expanding it. Yeah. Do Do you um, do you listen to uh, Panic? Panic is that a station? Mm-hmm. No, it's a guy on YouTube. He's an occultist. Knows what he's doing. Oh, okay. No, I never his heard of it. Brother Panic. I think yeah. his YouTube channel is called The Cult Lectures. Occult Lectures. Okay. Go into YouTube. And uh, I know for sure he was a student of Bobby Hemi. So he brings a lot right. of that, uh, information with him. It sounds like we got a, a entity on the phone line. You hear it? That's her. That's her phone. I'm a. I'm a uh, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's her phone. You said like yeah, you that had a spirit or it is so like. Right. Rrr, rrr, rrr. No, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was a feedback. Yeah, it did sound like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, at that and the call in if you uh have some more calls three two three six four two one five eight six. And push one, and I'll see your hands raised. And seven three. Wait a minute. Where where am I at here? Okay. Thank her. Did I open you up? Seven three two. Yes, yeah, you did. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. But yes, oh, ma'am. I see you on mm-hmm. here now. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, the man he had spoke about. Um the body, them taking the bodies and they were freezing the bodies. What, and what I was thinking when he said, was saying that when they freeze the bodies, you know, if you, people can be frozen and you can right. come back to life. And so, you know, like he was saying, was they going to bring them back to use them for something? So perhaps that is what they're going to do. I guess they're probably using the body parts to... Uh, the brain cells and everything else in any way they can. And, and there, there was a lady, and she 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 spoke about um, baking. She, I think she said baking soda. And I was wondering if you could use the baking powder in the water 
because the baking powder don't have aluminum in it, but I haven't found baking soda without aluminum yet. And I was wondering if she can come back in and let me know. Um, and then the man spoke about I'm baking. Almost, doing I'm almost sure it's baking soda, not baking powder, not two different chemicals. Okay, but what I was wondering is if you can use the baking powder because baking powder don't have aluminum in it. But I, so far as from looking and trying to find out, I have not found baking soda without aluminum. So I was just wondering if I can switch from baking soda to baking powder. And then there was one of the men, he spoke about doing something with the water nine times. I was trying to write it down, but I couldn't get it all. I was wondering if I could get that from him again, too. And and with what's the corona. The what's the video? Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then with the corona, the reason I hate to say the word corona is because that is the I. Corona is the I. So when we speak and we say coronavirus, it's like we're speaking against our eyes, too. Mm-hmm. But, but thank you. And that was all I had to say. Okay. What was that um, YouTube where that guy that y'all was talking about that she wanted to know? Can you give her the YouTube station? Yeah, his name is Hank Rising Sun. Hank, H-A-N-K, Rising Sun. And I'm going to try to find the video, and, uh, and then I can... Hmm. I can tell you the name of the video, so you could just go to YouTube and type in exactly this. But what he did was he boiled you water. Mm-hmm. He already had it purified, and um, he took that water and he brought it down to room temperature by sitting it in cold water in the sink. And uh, mm-hmm. once the water got back to room temperature, he boiled that water again, and then he put it back in the sink in the cold water so it could get back to room temperature faster. And he did that process nine times. He says it's a very time-consuming process. And um, once he did that, he said, now you have this comedic water. It's, it's so light. You, you know, when you drink it, you know, you, you it, it's light. You could put whatever additives to it that you want, you know, um, gold, silver, Whatever additives to it, chlorophyll, whatever you want, it'll be do it work with your body better. And he took that water before he did anything to it. He poured it in a glass and he sat that glass on a magnet. And he said that that magnetizes the water. So um, what he did to show that this was working was he was lifting a weight, and he was uh, it was like a twenty pound weight. And as he lifted this water up, when he lifted the weight, he was lifting it with ease. He put the water down. He grabbed another glass of water that wasn't um, comedic water, and he hardly lifted the weight up. It was like he was struggling. He was showing, like, that water energizes your body in ways that, you know, that you don't know. So uh, I'll send you – I'm going to look for the video, and I'm going to mention it before the show ends. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carla. Thank you for that demonstration. You're welcome. Okay, we got uh... – Five two zero nine eight one. Five two zero. Hi, greetings, family. I am a long time listener. Good to hear you, Beverly. I I met you one time a few years ago. Absolutely. Um, Well, there we go. I'm sorry. I I have (laughs) 
some very strange things that have happened to me occurred in my life uh, just up until now. I'm a granny now. I have grandchildren. I had called in and pressed the number one, but they got the scamper in and everything. Now it was quiet. Anyway, when I was about five, by the way, I was born in the early 50s, so my hair is white. Mm-hmm. When I was about okay. six or seven years old, and cars were made of steel, big old cars. I got hit by a car, and I was a little bitty oh. thing. Um, the car hit me, knocked me down, pushed me down the street, never ran over me. I recall hearing a man say, hey, hey, man, you just hit a child, a kid. The car pushed me all the way to almost to my home. Anyway... Everybody was nervous, especially me. And all of this happened in slow motion. Everything was slow. I was aware of being hit, being knocked down, being pushed down the street, but it was slow. It was very, very slow. Anyway, my mom and dad took me to the hospital right around the corner. I did not have a scratch on me, nowhere. They couldn't find anything. I was just all shook up. Uh, Fast forward. When I was 21, my baby sister passed away. She was 15. She would have been 16 the next day. The day of her death that morning, or maybe it was early afternoon, I can't remember. I had just had a child uh, three weeks ago. He was born in November. My sister passed December 6th. Her birthday was the next day, December 7th. Anyway, I had cleaned up my little apartment. I was living in one of my dad's apartments in an upstairs apartment, a very long flight of stairs. Anyway, I had been in the house all day with the baby, cleaned up, decided to go out, take the trash out. Somehow I slipped. And I fell at the top of the stairs, and I tumbled down. As I was going down those stairs, my life, from the time I was born up until that point, projected before me clearly, clearly. I had no idea what was going on with my sister, but I know that morning, which was the same day that she expired, I slipped down those stairs. And I fell, and I saw my life go before me in that quick of uh, time. I mean, the mm-hmm. steps were long, but it, it don't take long to fall downstairs. But to see right. your whole life project before you like that, that stunned me. Okay, next thing. Um, I don't. This this one is a rough one. It was a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a dream, a premonition, a Wait, vision. Sister, can I ask you a question before you go to the yes. next one? You you were pregnant and you fell down the stairs. You no, said. no, 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 no. I had delivered oh. the child. He was a newborn. He was a newborn, Got about you. three weeks old. Yeah. Oh, uh, were you carrying um, the baby when you fell down the stairs? No, 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 no. I was carrying trash. Oh, okay. the baby. Was no, because I was thinking. I was thinking, did you think that your sister's death was like a a, a turn of event for? Because I'm thinking you're pregnant, and, and you know the baby uh-uh. was saved 
but your sister died, and you know, I, I got you. Go ahead, sister. No, no, no. I, I had just and been I'm sorry about, about your before. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I think I may have been in my 30s. I can't remember, but it was a dream, and this dream carried on into the next night. It scared the hell out of me. But in this dream, there were all of my mother's family members, a lot of them, and uh, I could see them. And I remember telling my two older children who were young not to get involved in whatever it was they were doing. It, it, it was unbecoming. It was ugly. I didn't like it. But I was, I was related. This is my family, and I'm looking at them, and they are doing things that just I didn't approve of. Anyway, during the whole process of what, and I'm, I'm going back way back, and I'm telling you as much as I can remember. In this dream, there was a humongous white lion. I mean, white, white, snowy white lion. The lion was just there. He never moved, never moved. He was just right there. And uh, I was aware of him. But anyway, as I'm trying to figure out what my family is doing and what this is all about, two large, very large black cats, lunged at me as though they were going to attack me, but they didn't. They licked me in the palm of my hand. (laughs) That dream carried on into the next day. I never could figure it out. It upset me terribly. I called my grandmother. I talked to her. I was crying. She consoled me as much as she could. I didn't tell her everything that was in the dream because she was in it, but she had a way of comforting me. Anyway, Fast forward to, what, 2008, I became a foster parent. I uh, had my own foster home. I got children off and on through the state that which I currently reside in. And eventually I got two little girls. That's another dream that I had. Let me tell you about the dream that I had about these two little girls first before I tell you the story about these girls. This was a recurring dream, and in this dream, I would see two little girls in the garage of a house that I used to live in where I was raised and and, and I grew up. In fact, the same house that was next door to where I fell down the stairs. Anyway, in this dream, I kept seeing these two little girls. They were very close in age, one Maybe they were two or three, okay? But they, and this garage was in horrible shape that they were in. But I would see these two little girls peeking out like they wanted to come out of this garage, but they couldn't. And this was a reoccurring dream. I would see those same two little girls. Okay, let's fast forward from that because I didn't put this together until I got in another sticky situation. But anyway, fast forward. We in 2000 now. I had that dream back in, oh, my God, back in the 70s, I guess. Anyway, became a foster mom. I got foster children in and out of my home. These two little girls came, though, <laughs> and they stayed. I wound up adopting these children, two little girls. They were 
two and three when I got them, and I think they were three and four by the time everything went through the courts and they had my last name and I was officially the adopted mother. Anyway, the oldest child had a brain tumor. She had stage four, uh, in medical terms, it's called a geoblastoma multiforme. In other words, she had multiple brain tumors. And the reason she ended up in foster care was because mom had a drug problem and she had missed five chemo appointments. This baby was on chemo. I don't want to mm-hmm. take up too much time. Long story short, um, I kept them up until 2018. They're teenagers by now. I stopped after I adopted them. I vowed that I would not take her to another chemo treatment. It was killing her. And one day after mm-hmm. chemo, she looked at me in the midst of vomiting as if to say, please don't let me die. And I could read that in her expression. Anyway, mm-hmm. they got involved. They took them, uh, found the records, saw that this child had had the chemo, had, had brain tumor. They read every test in the book and could not find any cancer. End of that story. Mm-hmm. You know is the art of becoming invisible. How do you make Uh your physical body be invisible? That's what I want to know. In the wake of what we are going through, I want to teach my children how to make them, my grandbabies, how to make Uh themselves invisible. If something dangerous comes around, I think this is something that we all need to think about. How do Uh you become invisible? That's my question, and I will get off the phone. Uh, thank you so mm-hmm. much, Beverly. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. and the lady who wanted to know about the uh, baking soda. Mm-hmm. The baking soda that does not have the aluminum in it is called sodium bicarbonate. And, oh, yeah, uh, I remember sold, that. It's sold under the name of Red Mill, or you can get it through Bulk Apothecary. Online, bulkapothecary.com, and you can get gobs of it for 3 or $4. But it's called now you sodium. Say, uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Sodium bicarbonate. Sodium bicarbonate okay. is the natural baking soda. Uh, the uh, bicarbonate of salt, you know, they do everything in reverse to us. Mm-hmm. They definitely um, flip it. Yes, yes. So they flip sodium bicarbonate and called it bicarbonate of soda, which the sodium bicarbonate is aluminum-free. Bicarbonate of Mm. soda has aluminum in it. So that's all she has to do. And it's sold under, you can find it at health food stores. The brand name is called Red Mills. But But what's that website again? What's What's the website again? A bulk apothecary dot com. Okay. All right. Yes, now you say about a being invisible. I'm and sorry. You want to teach your children? You say you want to teach your children how to be invisible. My grandbabies and myself. Okay. And, and now what you do is I know. I'm sorry. Like I. Like I said earlier, it's a mind thing. And so you have to put it in your mind that you're going to be invisible, and you have to practice it. And and 
I I did it, but when I did it, I, I kept it in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make myself invisible. Can't nobody see me. And I used to go set, and I used to see something. Hello? Oh, that's my, excuse me, that was me. A oh. social worker had came in, and she was walking through, uh, this is when I was working with the mentally ill. And so I said, okay, I'm going to sit in this corner. And what I did was I didn't breathe too much. I kind of just barely breathed. And I sat there. It was almost like I didn't hold my breath, but it was almost like I was holding my breath. She walked in that room, walked right, I was at the door. She walked right past me, talked to everybody, stood there and talked to everybody, did not see me. And then when I finally let the breath go and I said, okay, I'm going to let her see me now. Then she was like, how long you been sitting there? Where you come from? You know, so that's how I did it. I did it with my breath. Okay. You slowed your breathing down. Yes, yes, yes. Very good. I will keep that in mind. And I'm thinking when you use your mind, you you, you use the word I am. This is just what a thought that I had. I am invisible. Yes. You cannot see me. Okay. Yes. And I was telling myself. And I kept working on it. You know, I was was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I would do it with some of the people, but they would see me. But then finally that day it clicked. It worked because I would sit there and I would be like, I'm going to be invisible. But it's your breathing. Okay, and practice makes perfect. Beverly D, thank you so yes. much. Okay. Have a wonderful evening and, and happy okay. faith Easter to everybody. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're the only country in the world to put additives in our sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. And they started doing this around the 80s. Because the main ingredient to crack cocaine is the sodium bicarbonate. You gotta use the baking soda, mix it with the cocaine. You you boil it, you cook it the rocks. It forms it into rocks, and the bonding agents with you know inside of army hammer and all those other ones, those extra chemicals is what you know made it made that whole um, chemistry better. You know, as as um, the 80s went on, they kept adding more and more into the baking soda, not not to make the bacon better, but to make the crack better and stronger. Like it was like um, Army Hammer was working with the with the dope boys. You know, um, mm-hmm. either way, yeah, that's the number one ingredient for crack cocaine, which destroyed our community. Um, and um, it was that biocarb, you know, that sodium biocarbonate, aka baking soda. Um, now, when you look at Essentia water and some of those expensive waters that they say are alkaline, high alkaline, if you look at the ingredients, you're going to see sodium bicarbonate because all they did was put baking soda into the water to alkaline it. It's not a natural alkalinization. You know, it's best to do it on your own. Okay. All right. Can I also add, you know, alkalinity also is about the food you eat. You know, 
drinking water is one thing. If you want to increase, of course, what we're talking about with alkalinity is uh, pH balance, right? Your potential hydrogen, you know, you just want to be more alkaline than acidic. But you don't only have to drink alkaline water. You know, you can, once again, lemons, limes, citrus, kale, you know, uh, greens, you know, any of that good stuff is, is also alkaline. It helps increase the alkalinity of your body. Okay. Yeah. Um, as far as making yourself invisible, I was looking at um, teleportation. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Beth hit it, you know, with just, you know, using your mind to make yourself invisible. And it's been times where I think I've done that, not knowing I did that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I right. think, well, I don't want to be seen, you know what I'm saying? And I went past the... <laughs> You know, I and I might have I might have gotten away with it, but I thought I was seen, so I say something. They're like, "Oh shit, what you doing here?" Like, damn it, I was right. Thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have that trust yeah. in myself to keep it going. That's you know? the key. Um, That's the key. You gotta trust yourself. Uh, yeah. Mhm. But teleportation is when you can be in a be in a situation and just make yourself disappear, but you end up somewhere else instantly. You know, you teleported yourself to another, um, you know, not so much dimension, just another place. You know, and I think a lot of movies show that, and it takes time for people to um, enhance that skill because sometimes they end up places they don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, no, I got to go back to the drawing board and try to get back home or whatever, but it's a, it's a um, but, you know, teleportation. But, I've never had that happen. I, I've never had an uh, entity that I didn't want to let in. Uh, I never went anywhere that I didn't want to go. And I even, you know, didn't say where I'm going. I'm just like, okay, let's take you somewhere. I'll see where I'm, where you're taking me. But I never had an experience. Okay. All right. And that's the first thing. That's what scares a lot of people because a lot of people would be like, well, I want to get into to the spirit side, but I'm scared I might call the wrong entity. Oh, yeah, you is going to call one because you said you're scared. And so you can't be scared and doubtful when you're dealing with the spirit world. But uh, like I say, I never, I had never uh, dealt with a, a de- demonic uh, energy. You know, I don't, I don't knock on wood, as they say. Mhm. Well, we don't want you to. You know, what I'm saying. I don't ever either. have to deal with <laughs> demonic energies. You know. Thank you. Now, when I was younger, okay, I'd have been like, okay, come on with it. But now I slow down a little bit. Mhm. And you know, it's funny that like I'm I'm listening to um and looking at some of this stuff and listening to you talk about it and it, it's like everything that we can do naturally is is a technology for it. You know, it it, 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 it doesn't work as good as the natural thing, but you know, just to think of how much time they spend in and it, it kind of lets me know that um, certain people uh, will never be able to do these things naturally. That's why they invest so much time into doing it artificially. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. To 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 put a day that they know that it, some people like ourselves may be 
able to do all this stuff naturally. They'll have an artificial means of doing it, you know what I'm saying, trying to catch up, you know. You know, we on we on mopeds and they on bicycles trying to <laughs> you know keep on yeah yeah tell but you know most yes sir if you look at most mm-hmm. of the people who created a lot of this artificial stuff they lot if you check on it it's a lot of them is us it's always us I'm noticing that yes I'm yes. noticing that we're always it's always a, a key component made by this obscure black guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, I'm like Ramon. When they gonna start coming back home and making stuff for us, you know, to to to, to get ourselves back up, you know, to, to uh, I think a lot of times they don't even know what they making, you know what I'm saying? They just know they think they making something, and no, it's see. not even they they don't see the bigger picture, you know, what what the real mm-hmm. plan is for that, you know, but. Oh. Thomas, so what, what, what that's about is uh, intellectual property. So you know that the uh, you know powers that be, you know the the, the the institutions they so the brothers create what they create, but it's not in their lab. They're not using their tools. They they're using the tools of whatever school they are they're at or whatever business they're working for. So it becomes intellectual property. You know everything we create. You know, your lab was given to you by Bell Laboratories or Duke University or whatever. You know what I mean? So when they come up with these inventions, yeah, it's not really theirs, you know? So they end up taking a lot of our genius. You know, that's all they did. The only thing they invented was the patent office, you know, and it's still everything that we created. Yeah, and, um, you know, the people who've been able to circumvent this, you know, is the Chinese, you know, and it shows, you know, China comes, all the Chinese technology comes from the United States um, through via the, the um, universities and colleges where they have these laboratories. If you haven't noticed, all these years they've been bringing over Chinese students. They call them the Chinese exchange students. You know, every college, every major university it's filled with a bunch of Asians, you know, and you, you, you know, you'd be like, damn, you know, and um, what they do is they learn this stuff and they go back to China and they, you know, do what they supposed to do with it, you know, and they, for some reason, our people go to these schools, they learn this stuff and they go work for, like you said, Bell Labs instead of creating their own lab, you know what I'm saying, where they, they could actually be, you know, it's, uh, I was listening to um, Tariq, and I see this only one black-owned toilet paper in the country. It's like, are you serious? Like, you know, like it, some some things. It's like, you know, we we I don't know what we're thinking about. Like, but you gotta, you but know, you, but you gotta look at at the at different sides of the picture because a lot of times, see, we constantly be under attack. A lot of times when we create mm-hmm. something, you know, they'll buy us out. If we don't if they if we don't let them buy us out, they are sabotage, you know. I know people that mm-hmm. be in business and the other business will set their place on fire. You know, I, so other people, they don't do them like they do us because they know who we are. They know what we can do. But that's because well, we got to take it level it up as they say we got to take it 
rescue strategy. You know, we just get all into our creation, We, you know, what we invent. And we don't know how to put protection around it. We don't know how to strategize, you know, and that's where we got to get into. So you're talking military. We, we have scholarship, but we don't. We haven't gotten a, a military so that we can defend ourselves. And well, that's the. No, I ain't talking about. I ain't talking about no military. I ain't talking about no military. No, that, that, that's I not. Mean, I'm not talking about tanks. I'm talking about military of militia. Call it what you want, but you're talking about a frame of mind. This is this is military speaking. This is this being um, yeah, okay. organized. The arc of war. You know what I mean. Or, or just just being organized in order to defend ourselves as a nation, even if it's only ten of y'all. You know what I mean? Just being able to well, I think, know how we gonna move. No, but the one thing we gotta defend ourselves is with paperwork, right? Because yeah. a lot of times people get their inventions stolen because they didn't patent it right, right. or copyright it right. Yeah. They didn't follow the rules. The they went and got a yeah. hired a shiesty lawyer who schooled them yeah. out of the money instead of them reading the paperwork themselves. It's like a lot of it has to do with that. You know, we, like Beth said, we yeah. know that we're under attack, but we got to prepare for that attack instead of just going there wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, right. as far as building a militia, they never going to let us do that. So that's not even, <laughs> whatever we do, but we that's have to why do we gotta I think the corporate... Power. The corporate way where if we do set up a corporation right, they can't cheat our corporation without it being a problem for all their corporations. You know what I'm saying? It's holding them to their rules, the corporate structure, because if they cheat us, then they then that sets precedence for them to cheat anyone else and everyone else to be like, nah, you can't do that. You know, it's the only structure that is outside of their power, um, Everyone is playing on an even field in that structure. You know, that's the only structure. And, and that, I think a lot of times when we invent things, you know, we, you know, I think like Beth said, we just so into the invention instead of the, like you said, Sean, protecting it, you know, getting the right patent and stuff on it. So this way you can build off of that. Um, well, how was that? What I meant with protection is more so like Beth is saying, you can have your store, you can have a laboratory, and you become successful. And, of course, you're going to have, you know, this comma who is going to come through and just want to fuck this shit up because you spotted my French, you know, but because, you know, it's, it's going to black Wall Street you, you know what I mean? You're too successful, so we're just going to throw this bomb, you know, Molotov cocktail in your, in your window, in your house, or whatever. Um, I'm saying we, we need to have a, like, Nation of Islam, you know, they have the fruit of Islam, just brothers that are trained in, 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 in combat and in, in just how to de-escalate situations and not only de-escalate, but have a, a steady line that would make you think twice before you even want to try to do these, you know, uh, uh, underhanded activities. Yes, for sure, brother. And you're Yo, right. Tom, you know, Can I also add to definitely. one thing? Uh-huh, go ahead, bro. Sorry, let me mm. cut you off. But before oh, I get you, I'm going to something else. Mm-mm. Something came to me about the trans uh, 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 teleportation, right? Okay. It, um, just to get a better picture of teleportation, 
that's what we were doing. That, that this is what the um, pyramids were, were were all about. You know, they it, it said that um, Tahuti, Thoth, Hermes, whoever you want to call it in South America, he was Quetzalcoatl. You know, they say he was. Uh, the architect of all these pyramids all over the world and what he would do and what others were wanted to do, the high priest, they could teleport from, you know, the uh, pyramid in Africa and teleport to South America, one in South America. They, these were, they were actually high-energy teleportation. Like, they were multi-faceted machines. All the pyramids, they had multiple uses, but one of the uses were they were able to literally trans. Uh, uh, tr- Transport uh, from one continent to another. So, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I heard a lot of um, things about the ancient temples being places where you could transport from one place to another. Um, you know, I also heard it's like little places inside the earth where you could go in and then just end up on the other side of the earth. You know, I think Dr. Blair used to always talk about that. Um, Bev, you had any more callers? Uh, let me see about, let's see if this caller here. Uh, 240428. Yes, hi. This is Coretta. My, my, my great grandfather used to do that. He would go into the bedroom, and if you go in right behind me, he'd be gone. And if he'll come mm-hmm. back later, but he'll come out to the front door. You know, he could do that naturally. <laughs> he did that all. He did that all the time. Yeah, Yo, he just disappeared. That's crazy. Yeah, they were scared of him. His name he, was. Did he know his he name was doing that? He... Yeah, he knew he was doing that. He did that on. Uh-huh. He knew he was doing that. Remember, I told my gra- my uh, grandfather didn't burn. My grandfather didn't burn, and my grandmother, you could just you could go. Whoa, and, you told us that's going the house. Me. Yeah, you could go, but that was his father. His father was. Go in one room and he be gone, and he come out through come in through another door, and you know you ain't see him leave. You know he be just disappearing. And my every <laughs> every every man in America right now is like, I wish I could do that. Yo, she get on my nerves. <laughs> but, right. they <laughs> yeah. but they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, gotta work on it. Yeah. My my grandmother, stretch. she could the way she could read people. I would bring a friend that she never met to the, never met before oh. to the house. They could just say hi. When they leave, my grandma was like, you know what? You don't need to hang yeah. out with that girl because her mother is never yeah. an alcoholic. I'm like, you yeah. just met the girl. You, How would you know that, yeah. you know, that yeah. she's an alcoholic? Then sure enough, you meet the mom and the mom is an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, how does she know? But she just knew. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. she just knew. And that the thing when you were talking about the cord, you know, there's a cord to keep us tethered to our body. That is true, because the house that I grew up in, my grandparents' house, that house was haunted. Now, I thought it was normal, but I, I didn't realize it wasn't normal until I got older, <laughs> that the house is not supposed to be that way. You know, lights would turn on. The door, I threw away a lot of lamps because the lamp would just turn on for nothing, and the lamp would just be in the trash. My mom, I'm like, what's wrong with the lamp? It kept turning on, so I the, the, the lamp had to go. I got tired of the lamp. The door would pop open. After a while, the basement was just a loss. I didn't go in the basement. The basement, I think it was a, Beverly said every house had a portal. Well, that portal mm-hmm. in that house was definitely the basement and the closet. To this day, I cannot sleep in the room with a closet door open because I have a problem with closets. 
So I had to train myself not to dream, even dream about that house because the house was just nothing but problems. So I don't like to dream about that house or anything. But at this particular day, just to know when you know you're dreaming, you're supposed to wake up. When you realize it's a dream, damn, you're supposed to wake up. That house, <laughs> even in my dreams, haunt me. I was in the basement, something in the basement, whatever it was, the porter grabbed me, and I could feel it pulling me. Not my actual body, but the cord. I could feel it pulling me, and I'm holding on, and I'm screaming. I couldn't wake up, and then my friend, she knew how to throw her spirit, but that night she came and touched me, and I woke, and she woke me up. But it was going to get me that mm-hmm. day. This is why I don't dream about that house. But what's so funny is if my grandmother wants to talk to me, She'll call. She'll let me know. She said, "I'm I, I, I'm coming to see you." And then I'll dream about the house. Then I know the house is okay because she's there. Mm. That's okay. the only time I could dream yeah. about the house if my grandmother called me. If my grandmother mm. called me, she'll show up. Sometimes it'd be everybody. My grandmother, her sister, everybody that passed away, they're at their house and they're eating dinner, and I'm there. Mm. And one time I saw my aunt there, and the next day I called her. She said, "We well, got to know because I had a dream, and everybody in the house." had passed away, and I saw you there. So I'm just making sure you're still on this side. She said, girl, don't be dreaming about me. I'm just making sure. <laughs> because I found it weird. Everybody was there who was dead except for you and me. So I know I'm still here, so I'm just making sure you're still here too. Because, you know, it was a, it was a dinner for them. You shouldn't have been there. So, you know, right. that's, a, you know, you just, it's practice. You know, you keep track of your dreams. Like yeah. Beverly said, you know, you have to write it down. It's soon to just become a natural thing. You know, you talk to them. Mm-hmm. I talk to them all the time. When they call me, I never dream about the house if they don't call me. If they don't call me, I'm not dreaming about the house. I train myself right. to just automatically wake up. But if they, if someone call me, I go there. But if they mm-hmm. don't call me, I'm not going to go. Okay. Well, at least you had your family there. They, yeah, they that's the only time I. That's the only time I go. Yeah. That's the only time I go. Yeah. I'm not. If, they, if nobody over there call me, I'm not going to that house. The house is a portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, you don't mm-hmm. know. Who's, you don't know who's on the other side. It could be good, bad. You don't know. But I know right. <laughs> it's always, most of the time, half the time it's be bad. Because something's trying to get me. I ain't trying to be, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be involved. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to wake up. I'm not going to fool with right. all that, that negative Because you, know you know when something's not right. You know when something's exactly. not right. Your, your, your gut instance yeah. is going to tell you. Like, oh, no, I've got to get out this dream. It's always in the same, it's always in the same spot of the house. That basement and the closet. I can't do the closet. Mm-hmm. Me and closets is not friends a lot. Is it somebody where the kids leave the closet door open? We're gonna we're gonna fight that day. You don't close that goddamn closet. <laughs> <laughs> when the light turned out there, the closet door needed to be closed. <laughs> and, and some say that closets are portals. Yeah, that, I, I I believe that. that I can't sleep. Don't my friend. I went to my friend's house and her closet. The door was broken. She had the closet in the basement. So you know what? You have to, I'm sorry, you had to go down there and get that closet door <laughs> prop it up against the closet because I can't sleep in here with this closet door like this. I can't. Yeah. The closet had to be closed. You know, yeah. that's why uh, in the movies, you know, the children always got the monsters is always coming out the closets, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went back mm-hmm. into the closet under the bed, you know, portals. Under the know, bed. Remember that movie? Uh, what's that movie? Um... But the little boy got trapped in the other world. The other, he was in a coma. And he couldn't wake up. Mm. And they was trying to make us scared of oh. astral travel. What was that movie? It had like three parts. 
And the, 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 the mom said the movie had a red face. He had a red and black face. No, I didn't see that. Got me with that insidious, one. insidious, insidious. Oh, insidious. Okay, oh, insidious. They insidious. Insidious. That movie was trying to get people scared of astral travel because when you sleep, your spirit goes. And sometimes when you come back, when you know you went, you went somewhere, and when you come back, you're, you you can't move, you frozen. That's because you woke up before your spirit got all the way back into your body. And it's like five seconds yeah. to freak you out, but that's what your that's your spirit coming back into your body. But Insidious, that movie is trying to get people scared to ask your tra- travel because they say, you go ask, you go leave your body. It's a monster out there waiting for you to get you, and that's not true. Because like you said, you're in charge of your dream. My daughter, she was two. I used to tell her dream about ice cream and bubble gum so she, w- so she wouldn't have no bad dreams. And then when she got older, I said, you know you're in charge of your dreams, right? But that's just, that's true. you in charge of whatever you want to happen, you can make it happen. If something you don't like, you can change it. But I think we now she drinks out uh, ice cream and bubble gum. <laughs> you was in charge of your dreams until Christmas Eve. That's when you couldn't sleep. Like, you know, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> See, I never told I them that... Santa Claus was real, so they that was never a thing for with them. No, oh, it's Christmas man. Eve and stuff like that. They never had Santa Claus, Easter Bunny. They never had that. So they never was like anxious. They was only anxious because they knew their cousins was coming. That was the only reason why they was anxious. But no, cousins gonna be gonna be a lot of kids for them to play with. But it was never did Santa Claus and all that. I never did that. Okay. Now, I was I was young, and I go to um. My grandmother's house, um, my father's mother's house, and my father lived in the basement. And, um, you know, I would go there all the time, so I would see him when I would go to her house, you know. So um, i go there one day, and she said my father had um, habits. Um, so he liked spirits, but the ones you drink, you know what I'm saying, and uh, other habits. But either way, i go there one day, she's like, yeah, your father stopped drinking. I said, yeah, he was just drunk yesterday. Like, what do you mean he stopped drinking? She said, he saw Jesus. No one loved Jesus more than my grandmother, okay? So <laughs> I was like, oh, he did. So I see him. He's like, yo, Tom, stop drinking. I said, you did? He said, yeah, man, I was I was so drunk last night. I went downstairs, and I sat down on the, I fell down the steps. And I'm on the bottom step, and when I looked up, I was, he was just standing there. I saw Jesus, and he told me stop drinking, and that's it. That's this was my last drink. So I said okay. So you know, like I said, he lived in the basement. So my grandmother said, go put these clothes downstairs in the basement for me, so I could go do the laundry. So I take the bag of clothes downstairs, and when I get to the bottom step, and I turn the light on, I see this big portrait of Jesus. I said, oh, this was his drunk ass. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> oh, well, it worked. Did he quit drinking? No, not at all. But I mean, no, not really. <laughs> <he didn't, laughs> not at all. But, I mean, you know, that was... Oh, okay. That was... Temporary. Know, she, she, she thought he, he tried. tried. Try, try. Try. <laughs> well, yo, Thomas. Yes, sir. I think um, 
this brings something that has just been on my mind for quite some time. You know, I think that uh, we need a better classification of our experiences when we go to sleep. You know, because I don't think everything is a dream. You know what I mean? We have dreams, but then we have, like, you can have a dream, you can have a vision, or you can have experiences. You know what I mean? Like, there's different things that go down when we go to sleep. Everything is the same. Like, dream. Oh, I just had a dream. I was walking, you know, this and that. I was at grandma's house. Like, you know, there's a playful dream. But then sometimes you can just, yo, I was there. I was, I was literally somewhere. Couldn't tell me I wasn't there. And then, whoa, now I'm waking up and I'm not there. You know what I mean? I'd like, there's, there's more than these things just dreams. These are everything that we experience aren't necessarily dreams. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. And that's true. Have you ever had a dream that you was uh, running and then when you wake up or you was fighting with somebody or something and when you wake up, you was tired? I mean, it was like you really I, uh, was running. Yeah, yeah. I'll give a, a, a worse story. <laughs> I, um, one night I was with a, uh, you know, female friend of mine and, you know, we were sleeping and, and for some reason that night I had this crazy dream that I got, in, I was in a fight, like I was really in a fight. So I'm going in for mine. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling threatened. You know, I mean, the, the intensity of the threat was like, I feel this real intense. And mind you, I'm out of town. Like, you know, what I mean, I'm, you know, I'm from New York. I was like in, I was in Maryland, you know, and um, so I don't know. I, my mom was just, I, 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 that night I had a dream. I was fighting and I ended up throwing a kick in my dream, but it was, Man, manifested in reality, so I literally kicked her in the middle of the night, like pow. And yeah, so she woke up. Screaming, what you kick me for? I was like, yo, I'm so like, I literally in the middle of the kick, I woke up. Yeah, like, I kicked and I literally kicked her. Like, oh my bad, you know. And yeah, she's like. This thing is crazy. I ain't want to see him. She was. He was. I can relate. I can relate to that because that happened to me with my husband. <laughs> it was so funny because I'm trying not to laugh. I know exactly what she's talking about. It's a dream. Like you said, I was fighting. <laughs> I don't know who I was fighting. Yeah. But I was fighting. And in the dream, somebody was holding me back. But they was holding me back by my neck. I was like, why are you going to use my neck and down my arm? So they wouldn't let me go. And what it was. I was laying on his arm, <laughs> and I bit him. Oh yeah! <laughs> I bit him, and he was like, he was like, and I bit him hard. I bit him so hard. He was like, he was like, Coretta, why are you bite me? I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. He was so messed up, but it was funny. After the stuff, he was like. Why are you? Why are you biting me? I'm so sorry. I was dreaming. I thought you and I just moved over because I didn't want to pick up the dream and then bite him again. But I can relate to that. That that happened to me too. Yeah, at least y'all can laugh about it. I had to. It, it was kind of bad vibes for a minute for me. Like she wanted to kick me out, told me to go hop on that bus back home. You know, I'm like, yo, oh. I really didn't mean to kick you. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> you know. Well, y'all. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. 
Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah. I had a dream before that something had happened, you know, to to my friend. You know, we were young. I was a teenager, and um, you know, it was like it was vivid. You know what I'm saying? And um, someone had you know killed one of my friends. You know, and it was like the next day I'm at the store. And the person in the dreams comes in the store, and I froze, like, what, you know, like, this is the dude. Like, it, it made me think, like, is this about to happen? You know what I'm saying? And I'm with the person who was killed. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was crazy. But, um, you know, the dude just gave a nod and kept walking, and it was like, man, you know, I was in a, a minute about to snuff him if he got closer, like, you know, like, you know, because it was the same exact person. It was like, how could that happen? You know, but yeah. Oh, go ahead, Bev. I'm sorry. Now, what did he? Uh, what in your dream? Did, was he doing something? Yeah, you know, he, he shot my friend. He shot. He shot my friend. He oh. shot at all of us. But when you know when, okay. when he ran, my friend was the one who was hit. And, you know, he died. Okay. It was a bad dream, and it was like um, mm-hmm. I was having the same dream over and over and over again mm. to the point where. You know, I I I remember telling them about the dream, like my friends, and it was like word. So when that day when I seen the dude at the store, when I get back around the corner, I'm like, yo, I just saw the dude at the store, and they, they actually came around there with me, like we gonna find this dude and we gonna, you know, hurt this dude or whatever. But it was just a dude in my dream. He wasn't there when we got back. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. It was the same exact dude, and you know, yeah. Did you know the guy? And he might. Well, he he might have shot somebody. He might have shot somebody for real, and you could have just been picking up that energy. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Could have been. Well, yeah. Thomas, you said you never saw him before. Never outside of my dream. No, never before. That's why you know. And I know he had to be like, "Yo, this dude's looking at me like I'm crazy." You know, I'm thinking is I'm here with my man. He shot. You know, like is he about to? Yeah, you know he what was. I'm he, mm. he probably ended up. He probably shot someone else. It manifested yeah. in your dream mm-hmm. as your friend, but he probably was somewhere in another dimension, yeah. really shooting somebody else. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That night you was dreaming yeah. that he probably had shot somebody or something. Yeah, yeah. How we it do was, that? Yeah, it was so vivid. It was so vivid, the dream. And then when I seen him, it was like the same outfit. Everything was the same. Yeah, that yeah. could happen that day with somebody else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Could have happened oh, that yeah, day. That's, I was about to say that you, so, yeah. Thomas, you you were pre cog man. Stop, man. I ain't living <laughs> yeah. in Florida. You know what I'm saying? You got to. You, you got to be melanated. You ain't got to be in a tub of water. You, you just right. need a mattress. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Remember, I was, yeah. I was, I used to work at a restaurant, and they wanted me to, um, they wanted me to learn how to filter. You know, the way you cook the fries, they wanted me to learn how to clean it. You know, filter the fries, and I'm not gonna mess with that because that thing's gonna catch on fire. He said, "Why was you gonna say that?" And I, I'm working on here. And I got my hands on it. I said, "No, I, you can still do it, but I just know I'm not gonna touch because I dreamed last night that thing caught on fire while somebody was fooling with it." So he had worked at two stores. So this, when he went to the second store, while he was there half an hour after he got there, it was on fire. See, I told you. <laughs> I told you that fire is one of the things going to catch on fire, and it's exactly what happened. I dreamed it. You pre-called. We all have it. Yeah, every, it, it, it comes to us naturally that all this stuff with the technology, 
that's technology. These things we're supposed to be able to do it naturally. We do. I think we folks just don't pay attention to it. We just you know, we don't just pay shrug attention. it off. You know, yes. that, that, and then that. they then they train us not to do it. You know. Yeah. Parents, um, yeah, you know, I know some people know, they, they tell us no. Yes, yes. And then, like you said, they don't want you to go outside in the sun. We were outside all the time. We went outside today, and it was it was cold. When I say it was cold today, we even saw snowflakes today. We still was outside. Mm. <laughs> you know, we, they trying to make a snow over here, and um. D.C. is not you're not going to see it on the news, but in D.C. nobody's in, nobody's in the house in south southeast southwest D.C. the rough the rough parts of D.C. everybody's out on their courtyard. They in the courtyard. They socialize. They all together. The police came. Mm-hmm. The police came. Now mind you, nobody have on masks. Nobody have on gloves. These are all black people. White cops came up. The police no. The people's like bullshit. We ain't going in the house. They ran them cops out. The cops left. Because they got scared Because when they saw like 20 And the police came up Everybody came out Now it was like 100 people out there So the police got mm-hmm. there so fast They left Everybody's not falling for that bull Everybody you all know those black people not, No black people's down like, like like they say they are Nobody's staying in the house I don't know what they're going to do next Well I was out in the suburbs I was out in the suburbs Here and they all out. They was all out. We out. We out. Over here, they out, too. We're not in the house. Now they're going to make an announcement starting Monday. If you want to go to the store, you have to have a mask and you have to, and you have to have gloves on to go to the store. Yeah. Because now they're saying they you can only go to the store. What they're doing in Harlem is odd to me. But they make all the businesses close on Seventh Avenue, but they don't make the businesses close on Eighth Avenue or Lenox Avenue. So it's really just like, why are they shutting everything down on Seventh Avenue? Eight o'clock, if the store's still open, they get in a ticket. If you outside, they're gonna make you move. You know what I'm saying? No one can hustle, do anything on Seventh Avenue, but on Eighth Avenue and on Lenox, everything is open. It's crazy. It's like. What are they doing? Like a selective curfew or shutdown? It's 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 just strange. Is there a lot of black people on the street? Yeah, well, yeah, it's nothing but black people. It's all all that's why, that's why they because they did in D.C. They closed down the wharf because that's where black people shop. They go get their seafood. You know, you get your seafood down there. They closed the wharf because they said we wasn't practicing social distancing, but. The way the white people shop, they 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 farmers market. They was on the exact same thing the black people did. They that stayed open, but the black but the black spot had to close. Because now they're trying to tell you that the black people are down and the white people are safe. So they could leave all the white stuff open, but the, all the black spots where we go, they want to close all the black yeah. spots where we go. That's what that and is. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. That's exactly mm-hmm. how they about to spin it all. It's gonna because they. Is the the virus is fake, and they know exactly. it. Exactly, they, they, they know it. And Trump, exactly. Trump's giving them the pushback now, and they they gotta now say, well, how come? Where's all these millions and millions of deaths at? They ain't they ain't there, you know what I'm saying? So exactly, they need a scapegoat. So it's gonna be D.C., Baltimore, Harlem, Brooklyn, Philly, Detroit, 
you know what I'm saying, Chicago. It's going to be Atlanta, New Orleans, Jacksonville, Memphis. It's going to be all out areas, watch. Because that's mm-hmm. the they go-to play. And then these fools, well, I shouldn't say fools. These, you know, the, the, the okay, people but, who should but be we like. Never, wait, but but we, we, we just talked about tonight how powerful our minds is, our work. That's mm-hmm. what we want to do. We can turn all that around. So we ain't. Yeah, you're right. That's what we talked about all night. So, you know, that's yep. what the people who listen, that's what you do. Wherever area you in, you turn this stuff around. Turn it around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn it around. Yep. This is the time to practice. And I, practice. And I think so, what yeah. they doing in D.C., go outside. You know, don't. Don't fall for this trick. You know that yep. that really is gonna knock them crazy because oh, you know yeah. we 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 have the ultimate power here, like Bev said. Um, and we need to start working on. You know, we need schools instead of teaching these kids. You know, A, B, C, one, two, three that they gonna learn from watching SpongeBob. We need to teach them how to start harnessing these skills. You know, like Bev said, exactly. you know what I mean. So. Uh, uh, if you got young kids, and my kids are older now, but if you have young kids, when you look at um, some of these, um, I believe what Sean was talking about, Russia, you know, they, they grab kids up that they feel like have gifts at a young age, yeah. you know, right out of and it, yeah. like kindergarten, and they, they sit yeah. there and work with them with these gifts until they, yeah. they become, you know, practitioners of this stuff, you know, doing yeah. stuff for them, doing astrology and Mm-hmm. You know all the things that that they need done. So we need to be doing the yeah. same because same thing. You know, it, yeah. And I, the old mystery schools—that's what they taught with these things. You know, they you, yeah. You know, you got the gift of this. Okay, you go over here to this class. You got the gift of that. Oh, you you know, you can teleport yourself. You need to go work with Mister Such and Such. He knows right. how to work with that. You know, and and you start building it up. So. Uh, I think this is a call because Bev, I'm shocked. I, I didn't know you had all these special guests. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know, people who can identify them in young people, you know what I'm saying, at a young age, to, to say, oh, yo, you know, your kid is special. Let me work with your child, you know, on harnessing these these special gifts, you know, because you know, I think all our kids are gifted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are. Um, they are. They are. And yep. the young, and, and the, the younger most they gifted. are, the more gifted they are because they're exactly. just coming out the spirit world. Yep. I knew something was wrong with ones, Obama. The most gifted ones they put on the medications at a young age. Yeah. And oh no, exactly. your kids ADHD yeah. or ODD exactly. or so because yep. they can yeah. see that those gifts. Oh, he's not for the yep. program already. You know yep. what I'm saying? So we gotta. And Tom, we gotta put exactly. on some written. Ahead, and the only thing, like like uh, Doctor Doctor Africa, as well as Bobby Hammond, always said those medications, medic- medicine is, does nothing but turn off your melanin. That's all. Yeah. That's all medicine does. Turn off your mel- your, your melanin. So you do that at an early age. And... His book now. I mean, yeah. who want who would want to take some medicine if you sit there and read all the side effects? Now you take exactly. medicine for a headache, but then you go, it's gonna cause your liver. It's gonna cause this. It's gonna cause. I mean, that's that's insane. Why would you take something and it's gonna cause 
something way, way worse than what you took it for. And, well, God, and, and, and brainwash or brainwash. When they yeah. started putting that on the commercials where they, I forget who was the president that made them have to say the side effects. So now they yeah. put on the, yeah. the commercial mm-hmm. for you got ulcers. Well, side effects will be, you know, you got brain cancer. You got like, damn, that's the side effects? Like, you know, yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. When I, when I got hip to the vaccines, things. when I got hip to the vaccines, um, I, I got hit when the, the, with the youngest two. My those two, my youngest son is not vaccinated. My daughter is ten. My youngest son, he's just turned eighteen. Those two are not vaccinated. My daughter been sick only twice. She only had to take a prescription one time in her entire life when she had an ear infection, and then she only, you know, she just got the she had the flu this past uh, January. But other than that, she's never been sick. She never had no surgery, no major anything like that. No cough every now and then, but other than that, she's never been sick. So y'all keep on taking them flu shots and stuff like that. Y'all know what y'all giving them. Y'all know what y'all giving y'all kids. That stuff you don't need all that stuff. Let her go get some sweets and ginger ale. All that stuff, those natural remedies work. Y'all don't need to be taking that medicine. But then you be addicted to the medicine, and the medicine just getting you sicker and sicker. Yeah. And they keep telling you the that- kids can't go to school without the vaccine. That's not true. My daughter's ten. She's in school waivers. That's how to get a waiver. My kids in school with waivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we just got to uh, wake medicine. up. People think yeah, I knew something was wrong with. Exactly. I knew something was wrong with Obama from my daughter. When she was when Obama first got into office, you know, everybody had Obama this, Obama that everywhere. My husband had a picture of Obama in the room. And I was uh-huh. in the kitchen, I was cooking. My daughter was like three or four. I think she was probably three. And then she just screamed. She's screaming. I never heard her scream like this. I'm running uh-huh. to see what she's screaming for. I picked her and I asked her what happened. She said something was coming out the, uh, out of Obama's picture. That picture was in the trash uh-huh. right away because she never did that before. Uh-huh. Through the picture in the uh-huh. trash. And I asked my son, because me and my son share dreams all the time. We, we dream the same dream at the same time, me and my um third son. And I asked him to go in the room to see did he feel anything. He said, no, it's clear. But I, I cleaned that room. I did cleaning that room. Clean all up. Whatever she saw, I tried to clean it all out. And then everything was fine. But that picture went in the trash. Yeah, she was young. She was able to see She it. was young. She saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animals and children, they got that that intuition, they could see things. I even had to throw away some toys because some, some toys had some problems. I threw away some toys. Uh-huh. I threw away lamps. Toys had some problems. I threw that. I threw away a toys because one toy it had it, it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't. You not playing with it, but it kept talking. You had I, I don't uh-huh. know what kind of dog. I thought it was like baby alive or something like that, but it kept talking. Toy went in the trash because nobody's playing with it. That dog talked all night. That dog went in the uh-huh. trash. Yeah. <laughs> I had another dog that somebody gave me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny now, but at the time it's not funny. That. I hated yeah. that baby alive dog. That dog used to yeah. take doo-doos. I that used to have to buy pimpers for a damn dog. Like, I yes. pimpers for a dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that dog went in the trash. Somebody, I found this dog. The dog was brand new. It had a net on it. The dog was brand new, so I gave it to my daughter. 
So we, I said, you know what? I, I think it was in like October. So I put the doll on the dresser in the storage room. I put it on the on the dresser, and my daughter used to say the doll didn't want to get down. The doll wanted to play, but I didn't really pay attention because I was always busy. So well, can we play with her later? And one day, my son sees that time he was twelve, and he he's sitting in the couch and he's terrified. And I'm looking at him like, what is wrong with you? And he's about to cry. And he's like. A light, a ball of light came out the room, stopped in front of him, and then went in the kitchen. He said, he don't want to stay here no more. He be going to grandma's house. I said, okay, first of all, calm down. You know, I kept, I kept all the light on. I talked to him, and I went in the room to see what he was talking about. And I couldn't figure out what it was until my daughter said, well, the doll said she wanted to play. I said, okay, you know what, let me get this doll. I took that doll to my cousin, my niece. I said, do you, see what you, do you feel anything with this doll? She said, oh, yeah, this dog, two weeks later, she called me and said, yeah, this dog got some problems because whoever had this dog first, that dog, that person is looking for their mom. And that's who Katie's talking to. I said, okay, fine. So she gave the dog back. That dog went in the trash. <laughs> the dog went in the uh-huh. trash. He got some problems. I'm not giving that dog. I seen Annabelle. <laughs> he had no problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I I'm trying I'm telling you my life is I seen a lot of weird a lot of strange things all because I grew up in a haunted house and for a long time I thought all these I thought everybody saw the same things that I saw. I mean, I saw a lot of crazy I saw like oh, you can hear people walking up and down the stairs, the blinds used to move, the phone would you'd be on the phone, somebody would you know, push the button down and hang up on you know, hang up on you. People used to saw shadows running out the back the door. Too? I didn't watch the static on the TV. I didn't do that. But the TV used to cut off. So certain rooms of the house, you just didn't, you just didn't go, you just didn't fool with certain places. And you didn't go to, you didn't go through the whole house. Like the basement, the basement was just off limits. I think when it get dark, you upstairs. You didn't fool with the basement at nighttime. The laundry room, you just didn't do laundry. Then you would go to the laundry room. And my aunt was like, don't just, is the washing machine broken? I'm like, no. She said, okay, then why are you going to the laundry room? I'm not going in that laundry room. What's <laughs> wrong with it? You know, light bulbs just burst. So I thought it was normal because that's the house I grew up in. But then the kids was no, they didn't like you know they had it was issues. So I used to throw away toys, lamps, you know stuff that had issues. I used to just throw it away, not realizing it was the, it was just the whole house. So I just ended up moving. They didn't have they didn't have that problem anymore. But then my daughter come and she's you know the pictures, a few more toys had to go in the trash. You know, it was just interesting, you know. But I thought everybody mm-hmm. thought wow. I thought everybody was like that. I thought everybody was like that. I didn't realize it wasn't normal until later on. I just oh you, this stuff don't happen to y'all. <laughs> You're wow. extraordinary. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. My grandfather hand caught on fire. And you know, his hand was on fire. Fire. Blue. The hand is blue. He didn't burn. Wow. Wow. Extraordinary, boy. That's all I can say. Well, once once more and more people start getting into their powers, you you gonna be hearing about a lot of things, and this is what time it is. So I can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we getting down. Hey, when I come time, back, y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more of these powers. Um, starting with um next one on the list is psychometry. Um, psychometry. Also, uh, or psychometry, uh, yeah, it's crazy, um, you know what I'm saying? And I think I have this power. So uh, either way, um, 
Dev, thanks for having me again. And uh, Sean, thanks for holding Thank me down, y'all. brother. Thanks for all the callers, all the sisters who called in this evening, and, and brother Eddie as well. Uh, and uh, everyone have a great evening. You too. Thank you. you. Thanks, too. everybody. All right. You too. Peace and love. It's fun for all the
much as life has changed over the last year, you're still pretty busy. So consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same tests hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 25 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com.